Well, hey, everybody, this is me being so excited because you're tuning in to yet another episode of Just Two Pals, where we're just two pals. Buddy, does this sound really exciting to you? It sounds super exciting. I'm pumped. How man. excited are you? I, I, on I, I don't even know what we're doing here, and I'm excited. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Well, with me on this episode, as he is on every episode, is my good buddy, Randy. Hey, Randy. Well, hey, buddy. The, everybody, a warm welcome for my assistant here welcoming me to the show. Thanks so much, Johnny. That's no problem. Thanks for showing up. Glad you accepted the invitation to appear on my podcast today. <laughs> right, right. Um, so what do we have planned for today? Oh, man. We, uh, we're going to talk about one of my favorite heroes, buddy. We're going to talk about the one and only, the living legend, the Batman, right? That's completely right, because we had a big, uh, big movie release, a movie that we've both really been looking forward to for I don't know, since as long as DC started doing animated movies, right. really. Yeah. Um, we had The Killing Joke come out. We're definitely going to get to that. I think we'll probably save that um, for the end of the show. Sure, that's fine with me. Um, but definitely the plan is, you know, when something big like this happens and we have a character that kind of have has this kind of rich history in comics and TV and film, um, we'll just dedicate a whole episode to talking about their exploits in the different versions of media that they've appeared. Sure. Maybe our favorite versions and stuff. Definitely our favorite versions. Not every version. I mean, of all the heroes, probably Batman's the one that has the most history with being adapted. And it just makes it impossible to do everything. Sure. We breeze over some stuff. There's some stuff that we both enjoy that, you know, that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll reminisce about maybe. Absolutely. I feel like we'll probably spend a good 20 or 30 minutes just talking about him appearing on the Super Friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to go over with that. Oh, definitely. There's some things. Yeah. Well, where do you want to start, pal? Do you want to start comics? Do you want to do TV shows or movies? Yeah, yeah. You know what? How about, buddy, let's start what, uh, I I don't know if you remember, do you remember the the first thing you ever saw with Batman? Or read or anything? Like the first exposure? It was probably uh, some form of a cartoon show. You think it, it could have been Super Friends? It could have that been. Could have been very real. But you know, but, buddy, before we actually get into it, and I know we almost always forget to do this. Uh oh. We, we gotta spin that Audible wheel, buddy. Yeah, see you. We gotta spin that we wheel. Find out. Spin we need to talk about Audible.com, eh? I'm ready. Yeah. Let's All spin right. It. I'm gonna spin the wheel. Still no sound effect. Because, you know what, it doesn't matter anymore. Then We're not going to throw it the in there. Effect. I'll do the sound effect again like last time. It was really that good. That was really disgusting when you did the I sound I really liked it, yeah. You enjoyed it. All right, I got one ready for it. Tell me when you spin it. All right, buddy, here we go. It's spinning. All right, buddy, that, that was way better. The last time was way too sexual. Yeah, yeah, it was a little sexual. This one was I like, was just oh. doing more like a... <laughs> That was gross. What you just <laughs> right? It's disgusting. That's not a spinning sound. That's not what that sounds like. <laughs> so we got that audible wheel spun. We we got, uh, you know, at some point the alarm will go off, letting us know when we got to do our stupid audible thing. <laughs> this guy. I mean, our great our audible, audible promo. Yeah. And all right, uh, right buddy. So what do you, where do you where do you want to start then? Well, I'll just start all, all right. over again. Hey, yeah, start uh, over. Uh, anyway, so I, I feel like uh, uh, probably I would say the same thing. Some form of cartoon, and I I, I don't 
But I don't really know. It could have been the 60s show, too. It could have been the Adam West uh, show that had been the first thing I saw. But, um, oh, man, I, I get so excited when I talk about Batman, buddy. I'm going to tell you what I love about Batman. Maybe you could tell me what you like about Batman. Actually, that's probably a great idea. Let's let's talk about him first before we get into yeah, his different... Just what, yeah, just what we, what we dig about it. Buddy, Batman, and he's got to be one of the best, right? Because he's the guy that... um. That's always mad, and you, you know, we're always mad. No, he's, he's always got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's always got a chip. No, he's always got a plan, man. He's he's the plan man. He's who he's the go-to guy for all, pretty much all of the DC universe, right? Um, and it's because he's the smartest. It's not because he's the strongest or has the coolest superpower, right? He doesn't have any of that stuff. He's he's everybody's go-to guy because because of his brain, buddy. That's the biggest. That's that's Batman's biggest superpower, right? It's really great when you kind of get into that debate of who would win in a fight, Batman or this person. And it's it that always comes with like a caveat. It's like either that person is going to win because the fight was unexpected um, and Batman didn't have time to plan. Or Batman is always 100% going to win if he knows that something's potentially going to go down and he can prepare for it. Right. Like if he has time to prepare, like... You know, the storylines where he's come up with contingency plans for all the Justice League members. Like, he's going to beat everybody because yeah. he's already figured out how to do it and set up a plan in case that winds up happening. Right. That's why, like, in my eyes, I would think, you know, even if he, for all his friends, for all his enemies, for maybe the, even the enemies of his friends, you would think Batman's got some sort of file on this guy where he knows how he could fight him if he had to, right? So mm-hmm. even if they, he is unexpected for the fight, there is a plan in there somewhere. He just maybe hasn't had enough time to set it up and stuff. He's got an idea. I mean, he 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 knows the weaknesses. He knows what he needs yeah. to do. He probably how has great something. Would it be if, if he's got like a filing cabinet in the back cave and it's like friends and enemies, right? And he can just pull it open and go, oh, let's see. Oh, the fiddler. I know how to take oh, yeah. care of the fiddler. What about frenemies, no buddy? You think he's got a file for frenemies? I don't think he has frenemies. Do I don't frenemies? Actually, I think he probably has uh, neither friends or enemies. He's just got people that exist in the world that he inhabits. People that either assist him or hinder him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, but I mean, I, I love the idea of the, of all the gadgets and stuff like that, that he, that he either in some iterations he can create himself because he's such this technical genius or he has created for him um depending on where you look so but uh i like that idea that he's always got something you know he's always got something for for the situation that he needs so yeah. i think that's definitely the appeal of batman that's got to be everybody's appeal of batman i guess it's like that he doesn't have the superpowers but he's still just as effective that he's a a, a human man you know who's trained himself to peak physical human condition yeah and he's probably the, what they say, like him and Lex Luthor are the two smartest men in the DC universe. Sure, I can see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, buddy. Those are the appeals to me. I, a big part of it is his kind of relationship with the villains. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the villain, the, the different villain groups within the DC universe. I mean, you know, the rogues. Flash's oh, yeah. rogues are my favorite. You love them. Um, but then right behind that are Batman's villains. And the relationship that he has with them, whether it's totally, you know, a totally aggressive relationship or one that's like very, um, empathetic. Like some, like I definitely feel so many times that, uh, like Batman and the Riddler have this kind of 
like w- this weird relationship where Batman's not just always trying to stop Riddler like he genuinely wants to help Riddler because he knows right. that Riddler is a good dude. And that's the other thing about Batman is that he genuinely wants people to be good. Yeah. Right. And he'll and he'll kick the shit out of you. <laughs> If you do something <laughs> right, bad. Right. But when he sends you to Arkham, he's going to come visit you and be like, hey, look, you want me to hang out with you for a while? We'll see if we can get you back on track, huh? Yeah, are you cool? You know, you need yeah. anything? You need me to get you some cigarettes in here? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm Batman and I don't approve of smoking. Right, right, But I also understand that it's a crutch. Yeah, you know? so you know, he has cigarettes on his utility belt. In the, you agree? In the utility, it's the cigarette pouch. Yeah, he's got at least, utility. he's got one menthol. One mm-hmm. very harsh, unfiltered, and then just like a cool, mild, like you know, like he's got, he's got like a nice camel cool, you know, in there too. So, um, you think Harvey Dent smokes two cigarettes, two ooh, types, two of different cigarettes? types? Like yeah, on the, like on the Harvey side, it's like a nice, smooth, cool one, and then yeah. on the on the um, it's like Tuesday an, side. It's like an like a deep dark. Yeah, it's breath. like an American spirit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's a marble red, and he just chops the filter off. <laughs> red. He doesn't even smoke it. He just chews it up and swallows it. <laughs> right, right. Just lets the smoke linger in his mouth. Mm, and, uh, and Harvey's like, "Come on, man." Ah, uh, you know, we both taste really bad. doing a number on my throat here. <laughs> so, um, so no, yeah, I, I agree. But that's actually one of the things I wanted to get into. Um. I think one of the biggest appeals as well for me with Batman, because there was a time where where I would tell everybody, like, I'm more of a Joker fan than I am a Batman fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was sometimes I think it's because it's all the villains. Like, I definitely think, think his rogues gallery and his relationship with all of them, because he has a very specific relationship with every single one, right? And it's all different. Um, I think that that's maybe one of the biggest appeals to me too is is how awesome his villains are. So so buddy you've you've said before I think you might have just said a minute ago your favorite villain of of Batman. Who uh, want to talk about him for a second? Yeah, yeah, the Riddler's definitely my favorite Batman villain. Yeah, you love the um, Riddler, buddy. I do. I do. I really love the Riddler. I love the stories when he tries to go straight. I love the fact sure. that he has tried like on several occasions to to go straight and like start walking that kind of path of justice even. Yeah, he's and he was kind of a good guy for a little while there. Um, yeah. Like I remember but towards he, the end of the uh, He last always year. winds up going back to it and it's yeah. not even like a choice he makes. It's not like he goes, "You know what?" I hate being a good guy. Right. I think it's a lot more fun to be a bad guy. It's like he just can't help it. He, and, and that's the appeal of a lot of Batman villains is that they, they're not, they're all cerebral villains, right? I mean, right. Harvey Dent's got the split personality. Joker's completely insane. Um, and Riddler's got this, this, this huge OCD problem. Right. Um, that he, he just can't get control of. And he's, you know, for periods of time he has, but that's the appeal of Riddler to me oh, yeah. is that he's completely cerebral. Um, he has that great line and I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to do it right. I might butcher it, but he, you know, he, he is, he gets out of Arkham. He tries to go straight. Um, he can't do it. He performs a crime, leaves the riddles. Batman catches him and the Riddler's like, you don't understand. Like I didn't want to go back to Arkham. I really didn't want to start doing this stuff again because I knew <laughs> I'd go back to Arkham, but I think I do need to go to Arkham because I might actually be crazy. Right. And it, to me, that's, that makes him such a complex character. He's not just, you know, Oh, I'm going to rob a bank because I like money. 
You know, like he doesn't yeah, need definitely. money or want money. He wants to perform the crimes that have Batman chase him. Right, right, right. He wants to do the test. He wants to play with him almost even. Yeah, um, he wants to figure out who really is the smartest one. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. There's definitely a rival, a rivalry there because of Batman's um, reputation, I guess. And it's great to me that that the rivalry is only on the Riddler's side because Batman certainly doesn't see the Riddler as like his arch nemesis. Oh, definitely. You know, that's the Joker. Yeah. But the Riddler, like even I love it in the Arkham games and it's a little over the top for me, but I love in the Arkham games when he's like, "I'm your greatest foe." And you could kind of hear Batman going, ah, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess that's I mean, you're the one challenging me now, so I guess that's true. Yeah, right now you are definitely my problem. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I I definitely like that because it's it's like you said, he does generally care about the people um, but he definitely doesn't, when he's playing these games, he's not like, oh, this is a real, a real fun thing we're doing together. <laughs> he's yeah. like, man, this is a real fucking hassle, Riddler. This is, it's a lot what of a really great through. adventure you just sent me on. Now right. I've got loads of stories to tell the rest of my friends. And then it's like, you know, it's like the Saw thing. Like he goes through all this trouble and Riddler was just chilling there in the same room that he started in. <laughs> yeah. He's like, damn it, Riddler, really? You really have to make me go through all this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that, buddy. I, uh, Riddler's definitely, he's up there for me. He's definitely mm-hmm. up there. I feel like there, I really, I wish I can remember the storyline, but there was something that, that they talked about, and it could have been around the time he, he died, quote unquote died, um, in the pre-52 universe, mm-hmm. where, um, where Riddler made a big deal about he, how he was the the greatest nemesis of Batman, and there were a couple other people who were like, mm, "Really though? Are you are you sure <laughs> about that?" <I> think so, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so buddy, I'll I'll uh, I'll just say my favorite, and we won't have to get too into him because we're going to talk about Killing Joke later. I guess it's mm-hmm. a spoiler for my favorite, right? Um, which you know is for a lot of people invokes a lot of what they love about the Joker. So we'll probably talk about it a lot. But I love the Joker. He's one of my favorite villains in the DC universe, right? Who doesn't, buddy? Who He's doesn't awesome. love the Joker? Yeah, who doesn't love the Joker? Um so so yeah, anyway, I love the Joker. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. But um Yeah, a lot of a lot of everything that kind of encompasses his character can be summed up just by talking about the killing joke. There's so, a lot of it in there. There's a lot yeah, of it in there. So that, that there's definitely uh there's definitely a conversation to be had when we get around to the killing sure. joke point. Now let's I'll uh, we'll say this since we're talking about Joker, just to throw it out there real quick, buddy. Quick quiz. Not a quiz, it's an opinion piece. Who okay. <laughs> do you have a favorite person who has had an incarnation of the Joker, whether in animation or or film, anything like that. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I hate to sound cliche, sure. but nothing has, to me, nothing has been as good or better than Mark Hamill's interpretation of the Joker from the Batman animated series. Wow, so you really can bring it all back to the Killing Joke conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree, buddy. I definitely, when I read Joker stories, I definitely read them in Mark Hamill's voice. Mark Hamill's yeah, voice. for sure. Yeah. So, um, so I, I would agree. I, I will say that I don't think what, where, I, where I love, you know, I, I pretty much love everybody's interpretation of Joker in film. But I, I'll say that the reason I love it is because I've never, you know, I don't want to see the Joker be interpreted, you know, uh, one way, right? So every day Joker wakes up, he can be Heath Ledger, and then the next day he wakes up and he is, 
you know, Cesar Romero. He doesn't, he doesn't know who he is, right? So. Yeah, it, the, the actors that portrayed the Joker, like, they portrayed the Joker of, of that time in the comics. Sure. You know, Cesar Romero was during that pow, you know, zip, bang, kind right. of, you know, year or, or, or time in comics. When it was certainly more gimmicky and jokey. And then, um, and then Jack Nicholson portrayed the Joker during that time when he was he was still kind of jokey, um, but he was more of like a gang leader, kind of. Yeah, and definitely darker. Um, definitely. Yeah, darker than than the Cesar Romero one for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. Um, and, but yeah. But and even with this modern kind of continuity of Joker, like you can imagine that on Tuesday he can wake up and be that Cesar Romero guy, you know? Yeah. And on yeah, Wednesday, a, he could kill no one on that day. Right. And be totally fine with it. Yeah. And then he could wake up as like the Heath Ledger one, right? Or probably the Jared Leto one and go, God, I need to kill like 30 people today. Just, you know, what a day I have ahead of me. I just need to walk down the street shooting people in cars as I, yeah. as I walk down the road. Or as the day before the, he was like, I'm just yeah. throwing pies in mailman's faces and stuff. <laughs> Like this. <laughs> How fun is it to scare people by making them smell my flower and then squirting water in their face? <laughs> right, and telling them it's acid, but it's not. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> They'll no. be fine. <laughs> Just a little rinse and everything will be okay. So should we, should we talk about, I mean, I guess by talking about the characters, we're mostly talking about them in the comics, right? So, I mean, do you have a favorite Batman storyline from the comics? Oh, buddy. I, boy, am I sure glad you asked that question. Oh, good. Um, I'll tell you one of my favorite modern, uh, arcs is, is Grant Morris's, Grant Morrison's pretty much entire run on Batman. Um, specifically R.I.P. is one of my favorite stories. Um, cause it just captures that manic craziness that Bruce got to towards the end, right? He, mm. um, he lost it a little bit. But, um, but pretty much everything that Grant Morrison did, and then the, uh, the Batman and Robin stuff, where Dick was Batman, and Damien is Robin, and it was kinda like the whole Return of Bruce Wayne thing, and they were kinda hunting for him, and they knew he was lost in the path, past, kind of, mm-hmm. um, and Joker came back in that story too, and so that's, and, uh, so yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite, definitely modern ones, um, but there's, there's way too many, there's so many good ones. What about you? Um, mostly it's been like the graphic novel type stories okay. that I, that I've gone really, gotten really attached to. Um, I do, I do really like that storyline about the Riddler that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. when he breaks out of Arkham yeah, yeah. And, he, and he tries to go straight and he can't. Um, the more recent stuff I haven't been a super fan of. I know we both read Death in the Family and, um, Endgame. Yeah, the new 52 stuff was, to me, just whatever. Like, yeah, it was not exciting. Yeah, I mean, those two I definitely liked more than, than Everything most of else. the rest of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone seems to love the Court of the Owl stuff from the beginning of the new 52, and, and I think it's a really cool concept. Um, but it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's not like the Batman stories used to be, I guess. Um, yeah, the, the Court of Owls never interested me. Like, yeah. I, again, cool concept, but I don't know if it was executed well, or at least it wasn't executed in a way that I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, the League of Assassins, that's a cool organization. Sure. Um, yeah, and- the Court of Owls was like, eh, felt too gimmicky. 
Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it's definitely could have been done better. I think uh, Snyder's problem, the guy who has been writing New 52 stuff, he, he has these great setups and these really cool, intricate stories that he seems like he's weaving. And mm-hmm. then at the end of it, it just falls flat. And um, he did the, the death in the family, right? Yeah, he did all of, basically all of the New 52 Batman stuff. So, okay. Um, well, so, Batman and I felt, I felt that exact way. I wasn't reading Death in the Family at first. And then you said, buddy, you gotta, you gotta read Death in the Family. It's super good. And you were right up until the end. Yeah. And, and I know we've had debates about this before. Whatever, I guess not debates. I know we, we both kind of expressed our feelings on it before, but I was so incredibly let down at that ending after such a fantastic buildup in that yeah. story. Um, nothing happened. Like there were no stakes. Everything went back to status quo. Yeah. By the end, and the intention that they had, like what they thought was the big deal, has always been that way. The whole big thing was, oh, now the family can't trust him, and there's this discourse between the family, and it's like there's always everyone. We've always known Bruce is a liar. Why is this news to you guys? Yeah, yeah. They made a whole big stink about Nightwing's. Like, I don't know if we can trust you, Bruce, and like you've never been able to trust him. Like, this isn't the first time you found out that he's lied to you about something. Right. And not that he doesn't love them, like his kids or whatever, but he, he just doesn't... He He's going to do whatever he thinks is the right thing. He doesn't well, give he a should, shit yeah. who who feels which way. The others. Oh, maybe. He might. He, he certainly might. He's definitely let Damien get away with a lot more. <laughs> um, Buddy, let me, hmm. let me ask you this. Um... Is Killing Joke up there? Like, do you love the Killing Joke? Because I, I definitely I, love the Killing Joke. You know, Joke. I really didn't want to say it was my fav- favorite because I know we're talking about it. But yeah, man, Killing Joke's my favorite. Yeah, maybe this is just the Killing Joke podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, when we get into uh, you know the cartoon, the cartoon shows and the in the movies, we won't really have Killing Joke to go over. No, who cares, um, buddy? The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if we've gotten past the comic stuff yet, but I wanted to talk about Batman and video games, specifically the Arkham stories. Sure. Um, We've played both, all of them, right? I have not played Origins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played Origins, but I've played the other ones. Um, I've watched a lot of the videos on Origins just because I I knew it was going to be a while before I got it. Right. Um. And, and I was right. I mean, it's been out for years, and I've never played it. Yeah. So I watched the stories on uh, on YouTube. So I know the cutscenes. I know what happens. But it's definitely like of the four Arkham games, that one's like the weakest, and the one that like you don't have to play it. Yeah, you definitely don't have to. There's, I I really enjoyed it actually. I, I know a lot of people thought it. It's, but it is. You're right. It is the weakest one. Um, but there are some cutscenes in there that are some of my favorite, like the. The whole Joker cutscene, um, where you Bane when Bane wants to kill him. Um, I don't, I don't think that's when it is. It's when you you're playing as him, and oh, you okay. you start playing as Red Hood, and you're walking kind of like you're kind of going through like his mind, like he's kind of mm-hmm. telling a story over it. Like um, you're in these chemicals, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a really cool little moment. That's actually one of my favorite things about the Batman games. The games are not like, as far as being a, like a, a video gamer. They're not like, you know, the greatest games of all time. What the reason you play them is because of the story and because of this thing. My favorite thing about the Arkham games is like, I love when game, they kind of take you into this weird thing. Like it takes you away from the main gameplay of the story, but you're still kind of playing and you're almost playing through cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Um, they do some really interesting things in that series. 
Um, like it started with the scarecrow stuff, but it's definitely, it's definitely gone a long way. Even as playing as like young Bruce walking away from the murder scene and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do kind of disagree with you about the quality of the games because as, I think as a video game series, it's probably one of the best. Um, because it's, it's definitely a combination of the, the stories that you go through. Um, and kind of the quirkiness of the games, but then also like the combat, the controls. I mean, all that's, it's, it, it's like, it feels like you're Batman when you're playing. Like oh, that's yeah, how good definitely. of a job that they did. Um, to the point where I want to see games that are exactly like that, but with the other characters in the DC universe. I want a Superman game where you can traverse Metropolis and then go in and fight, you know, super-powered thugs. Right. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, now, you never played Superman Returns on Xbox, one of the greatest critical acclaimed games of our time. I played, No, I played Superman Returns on the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah there you go. That was yeah. terrible. But you kind of it, it was terrible, you but you know what I did? Stuff like that though, right? Yeah, that you know fun. what I did was I just flew around the city and I I'd, I'd start flying and then I'd wait till he got fast enough that he did the sonic boom yeah. and then I would just continue to fly around that and that was, was it. That was so much fun. You know what I would like to do, buddy? You could pick people up and you could get them to the top of buildings and if you really try hard enough, they could fall off the building and then you could fly around and pick them up in midair. Oh, crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I've only pulled it off like two or three times. And <laughs> I spent a lot of the time. Uh-oh. Oh, no, oh. buddy. Ugh. You know what that means, pal. Shut up already. It doesn't ever stop. All right, pal. What was that, buddy? Well, buddy, it sounds like it's time for us to talk about Audible.com, where you can get, like, audiobooks and, like, you have them read to you because they're audio form. And, oh, they're so great. They're just so great to listen to audiobooks, buddy. Am I right? I'm going to cut you off right there, and I'm going to go into it and say, hey, everybody, I think you should check out audiblechild.com slash atomicgeekdom, where you can go and check out a really great uh, program that lets you get to have books read to you. Hey, buddy, let me just jump in here real quick. I'm going to say, yeah, you can definitely go to audible.com slash audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom, where you can get a free trial, 30-day free trial, and... Buddy, let me let me cut right in here. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to offer you, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom, we're going to hook you up with a free book. Um, you can pick up a, a free book, and I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of a particular book maybe you could pick up. But if you just go ahead and squeeze in here real quick oh. here. I'm just going to suggest, you know what, if you're going to get a book, you get a free book. If you go to audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom, why don't you go ahead and pick up The Book Thief? Try to give give that one a try. So, but I mean, you've we, read the book, Thief. You have a a little review you could give the readers of. Or the, yeah, the I've read the greatest book ever. Is the is the oh, best review the I can possibly. Main character in the book. The thief. The thief. Oh yeah. What's what is he? He must go through all these trials and tribulations, he, he, right? He, well, yeah. I mean, he definitely gets in trouble for all the books he steals. <laughs> he steals a lot of books. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He definitely serves some time. <laughs> <laughs> some hard time for all that book thieving. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've never read it, but we want you to pick up the book thief. If we definitely gonna... want to know about the book thief without getting it. But they so. have to get the book thief, right? <laughs> no, no. You can get can get uh, can get the book thief or literally any other book any you want. Any other one you want. So yeah, go and <laughs> go ahead, hit it up. AudibleTrial.com/slash/AtomicGeekdom. Go check it out. Get yourself a free book and a thirty-day trial and. And listen to some cool books. 
But or don't. Or yeah, for, or forget it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but but we would prefer that you did it or didn't. Either way, we prefer both. No, we prefer that you did. You know, it's our preference is that you do what you want to do. <laughs> so you live your life, you make your own choices. You know what? We're not in charge. We're not going to tell you what to do. What are we? We're just two two schmucks, well, one schmuck and one handsome fella apples, on a buddy, where we talk about movies and comics, and and we're just two schmucks where we Batman. schmuck about. Yeah. Um. So anyway, buddy, Superman returns. Awesome catching people in midair. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I loved saving people, picking them up and taking them like to the safe zones and stuff like that. That was fun. But anyway, I totally know what you mean. We, we do need more games for the, like, for other comic, um, heroes and stuff like that that are like Arkham. And I definitely didn't want to say like that I think they're bad games. But I do know that crit, like, overall, like, like, real big gamers and stuff, like, they don't, it seems like they don't really respect those kinds of games. Oh. They're just not. I don't know. They've all been basically kind of the same. Like, I mean, they, you know, between each child, but I don't yeah. think that's a problem. Like, I love that game. So that's why I will keep playing every single one. And because we know the stories are so well crafted. And that, and that's the, that's the, um, you know, that's the draw of these games yeah. are the stories. Like the combat, you're right, stays the same. They always add little new features here and there. Yeah. But yeah, I've been playing Arkham Knight because they they had it on sale, oh, like cool. the premium edition where you get all the DLC stuff. Oh, buddy, on nice PlayStation. Yeah, so I I got it, and I've been playing it, and man, I really love playing this game. But we had this, or I had this right before, and I think you felt the same way. I hate that you're forced to use the Batmobile so much. Oh yeah, because really I don't confused. really like playing the Batmobile. I just want to be Batman. Yeah, there's some moments in there that where where the difficult, like towards the end, the difficulty of the Batmobile missions got pretty extensive. So it was like I felt like I was spending a lot of time in the Batmobile, and I was way over it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I, I just do want to like hop out and beat up some thugs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do like that it's in the game. I just, I guess, I do just wish it didn't. It wasn't such a focus. Yeah. Uh, but that was kind of like their new thing. I mean, I think that was their answer to like, hey, this game isn't the same as the last one. But um, yeah, I I, I want to go back and play it again, buddy, because I I got that season pass. I have all the DLCs. Of, I haven't played them. The only one I've played is the Red Hood one. Did you get that one? The uh the, oh the DLC pack with yeah the red. the red hood DLC yeah I got it and you know I I kind of started playing it mm. but um but I stopped and I re- and I thought you know what I want to play the game first uh and beat yeah. it and then I'll go back and play the DLC that's stuff fine. yeah uh yeah that's fine um thank dude, you dude it's freaking awesome did you did you see any of his like combat and stuff. I did, and and you know that was why because it'd been so long since I played an Arkham game that I like it wasn't giving me the prompts on what to oh, do. Oh yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. Kind of forgotten. Right. So you wanted to play, get used to the game. Yeah, he's so cool. He shoots he off his gun. Awesome. He's shooting people in the face. He's fucking yeah. his silent thing is he comes up behind them and then cracks their neck like oh, he that's is. Awesome. He is Red Hood. He is like. Pre New Fifty Two Red Hood for sure. The, not the Red Hood, the the Red Hood we wanted, but the Red Hood. No, just... he's not like the Red Hood who walks up and just kind of lightly slaps you. Yeah. Hey, hey, stop hey, what are you doing? Come on, Starfire, come help me. Well, I definitely need. I can't do any of this alone. Right. I need like six partners to get in here yeah, and two different books, regardless of what it is that I. Excuse me, three different books to show all my partners. <laughs> no, I don't like that guy. Um. Anyway. Uh yeah 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 I what, is that your favorite Arkham game so far Arkham Knight? 
No, my favorite was Arkham City. Well, that's because you're a smart guy. Arkham yeah. City is the, one of the coolest for sure. Arkham City's great. Yeah, yeah. Arkham City is a great story. Um, great characters. Like I love Hugo Strange. He's another one of my favorite Batman yeah, they villains. They did him very well. He was so great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of all I have for the games. There weren't really any other Batman games that are like, oh, we gotta play it, gotta talk about it. Like I know there were ones back on. Yeah, like, Batman Returns CES on Sega, buddy. Sega, yeah, that was but a classic. That we're talking about though. Is it worth wasting five <laughs> no, minutes of because the rest it of wasn't time? that good, buddy? No, it wasn't. So that good. no. Um, you know what? It's worth wasting time on. Randy? What? What is? What? I really want to hear that story again from your your Pokemon Go escapades. Oh yeah, you love Pokemon let me hear, Go. Let me hear. Let me hear that Squirtle story again, buddy. Wait, what Squirtle story? Where, where you evolved? Oh, buddy, you want me to talk about that? I want you to get all depressed, buddy. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I evolved my. Real quick, real quick side story. It's very classic. Just two pals story time. <laughs> Very classic, buddy. The, the, the other alarm went off. Uh oh, it's story time, buddy. I've been really depressed, and I kind of wish you didn't bring it up. Yeah, go I, ahead and I, 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 I evolved. I spent three days farming Squirtles, and I finally got to evolve my Blastoise. I got him. He doesn't have the biggest dick. He's he's like nine hundred, but he's got a lot of room to grow. That's um, a chubby dick, buddy. It's chubby, yeah, and he's got a lot of room to grow. He's a he's a grower, not a shower, buddy. That's the problem. Yeah, that's true. Um, but buddy, he came with with freaking ice beam as his special. Oh, yeah. Ice beam. Ice beam. That's not a water move. <laughs> nope, it's an ice move specifically. It's not a water move. I don't get my stab bonus. I'm I'm very upset about it. Now, now, what's a, a stab bonus? You kept saying that, and I didn't understand what it meant. Oh, and you just let me keep saying you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stab, stab. I think sure. it must be something. Uh, it's a same type attack bonus. It's when when your Pokemon uses a move that is the same type move as he is. So Blastoise using Hydro Pump is a water move. He's a water Pokemon. You get a bonus. I can't remember specifically what it is, but it's been around since the original games. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, know that. So you you evolve. You you got your Squirtle. Right, you caught, a, you caught enough Squirtle to evolve into a War Turtle. So you do that, do and man. you've got enough now to evolve that War Turtle into a Blastoise. Boom, right away, thinking, did it all this at once. This is it. This is going to be the greatest this Blastoise is, of I'm my I'm life. For. Blastoise is my favorite Pokemon, you say, to yourself. <laughs> He's my favorite starter Pokemon evolution. You love Blastoise. You can't get enough of them. <laughs> right, you love And you're thinking, this is it. This is the moment. I'm going to get my Blastoise. I, I'm going to put it to the gym. He's going to have, like... A 1900 over 2k CP. Probably. He's gonna be amazing. Here we go, evolving. There's the Blastoise. Nothing. The fuck is that? What is that he's got? Is that? Um. Oh, no. That's not. Well, that's certainly not Hydro Pump because <laughs> Hydro Pump starts with an H. That's really not what that is. But is that fucking Ice Beam? Oh, what a hassle! What the fuck! That's that's not even a water move. Oh, no, what a disappointment. Buddy, oh. it's not even bubble. It's not. <laughs> so that's so. So that's what you need to do. Get, go out, farm yourself some more squirtles. Evolve one into a war turtle. Farm a bunch more. Right. Evolve that into a blastoise. And if that blastoise doesn't have either hydro pump or bubble, get him the fuck out. Buddy, I'm gonna be honest with you. If he has bubble. 
I'm gonna be a little disappointed. <laughs> but I'll I'll try not to harp on it. Buddy. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take Strongest watch move in the game. But but I want him what to have what he has on the card, right? Oh that's fine. It doesn't matter. He he's a showpiece, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> another another story time, everybody. Sure. Just two pal story time. Randy's super disappointed. You can find us on Twitter. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, we were we were talking about the games. The games were over. We were That's what made me think about Pokemon uh, playing video games. Right, of course, classic. So depressing video game yeah, moments. We're into what, like the, probably the cartoon shows, right? The, the several different adaptations of Batman and cartoons. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, there's only one. I, I, I like the other ones okay, but all of them were kind of cheesy or, or something was wrong with them in some way. Well, let's talk about the those. The number one so- for me, buddy, is always going to be the animated series. The Brave and the Bold. No, no, <laughs> no. It's always going to be... It's always going to be B-Taz, right? I, I agree with you. The animated series. With it's great, but I, I feel like there are definitely some that have merit. No, there's some that have merit, buddy, but there's none that have that prestigious, that just well, the... No. That show is the perfect embodied it's the it's the only living comic book thing I've ever seen in media, I would say. Well absolutely. It's yeah. perfect. It's, it's perfect. damn near perfect. It's um, damned near perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but but the other shows have their merits in like that they represent different versions of Batman Listen, or Batman. Buddy, I could tell you're itching to throw I'm your opinion to talk about, about some, some specific I want to talk about some Why of them. Why don't you tell me what is your favorite other than, other than Batman the Animated Series. Other than Batman the Animated Series, buddy, I really, really like Batman the Brave and the Bold. You love Batman the Brave and the Bold. I had so much fun watching that show, and I, and it's supposed to be cheesy, and it's sure. supposed to be dumb. I remember, um, I was talking to, I want to say it was my brother, but it could have just been another nameless, faceless individual that I have in my life that I don't care about. Um, anyway, I was talking to this pointless human being, sure. and I made mention. I said, Ashton and I watch Batman the Brave and the Bold, and he said, that's the worst Batman show I've ever seen in my life. Oh, man. He said that to you. you. Some, you know, it, that's why I don't remember who it is, because their opinions are stupid. Yeah, he must have never seen the Batman. You, you obviously don't understand the whole concept of this show is to be dumb and cheesy. Yeah, it's like Teen Titans, right? It, or no, Teen Titans Go, I mean. Titans, but no, it's 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 way better than Teen Titans Go because it's it, Teen Titans Go are just like one-off random like yeah random stories that are all about being jokey and goofy. Like the Batman. Uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold did that, but like in a much cleaner yeah, fashion. I guess, and they had some serious moments, I guess. They, they had, had serious, especially that episode when he goes after Joe Chill. Yeah. yeah. That episode was, was a good episode. Yeah. But it was so much fun, dude. And they had a bunch of B and C list characters on the show, which, which, you know, you don't get in the mainstream. Plastic Man hardly ever appears. Aquaman hardly ever appeared. Right. Didn't oh. they do Batman of Zuranar on that show too? They did. Yeah, I, I love Zuranar. Voice Batman. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't really remember. I know I watched it when it came out, but I, I can't really remember it, but I, I love Zernat, so that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, buddy. Batman got transported there and he had Superman type powers. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was just a fun show. It was a fun, dumb show. Um, and I, and again, I really like to focus on the lesser known heroes and villains in the DC universe. The outsiders appeared more than a couple times. Oh, yeah. Like I said, Plastic Man became like, him and Aquaman became like the two other stars of the show, in a way, because they appeared in so many episodes. But, Which is nice for them to get play, you know? Yeah, I mean, we both really want Plastic Man in more content. Like, we want him in Injustice, oh, we, yeah. I love to see him in the movies. Yeah. He's a great, fun character. Um, but yeah, man, Brave and the Bold was like, of all the, of all, I mean, the other ones are okay. Um, and again, they all have their own merit. You want to know, know which one I like? Batman has its merit. Yeah, even the Batman has some fine. The Joker was miserable, but yeah, the, the, there was, was some cool stuff. But you want to know which one I really liked? And I watched well, the entire yeah. thing. And it wasn't very long. It was, um, uh, uh, uh Beware the Batman. Beware the, the, the CG one. With yeah. The- that was a good show, buddy. Yeah, I was really into that. I'm yeah. super bummed it didn't get another season. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, it definitely was a different take on all of the, some of the characters and some of the storylines and stuff. But um, but it was cool. And just the fact that they used Professor Pig, um, <laughs> that was awesome, man. I love Professor Pig, who comes out of you know one of my favorites is Grant Morrison. You know, so yeah that was that was pretty what do you think is the better c g animated d c show do you think it's beware the Batman or Green Lantern the animated series mm, they definitely were similar to me i i liked beware the Batman more but i there were some moments in in Green Lantern the animated series where I was pretty hyped out of my chair, especially like the orange lantern stuff Dude, um Green Lantern the animated series. It, between good. the two was my favorite, and the, between the two, I think was the one that deserved another season the most. Oh yeah, they they should have gone on. Yeah, that's a bummer they didn't. They definitely deserved to go on longer. So I mean, there, there's definitely other Batman shows out there. There were other animated shows out there. There's fine um, ones, you know. But that's it. <laughs> those are the ones I like. Those, buddy. those those are the three. Yeah, where the Batman was the other one I was going to say I thought was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely that one. But the animated series, Batman the Animated Series, like, redefined animated TV shows in a way. It definitely did, it it definitely, I feel like I wish more TV and movies, like, sponged off of that show more. Because it was like this shining example, and then, uh, you know, a lot of other, you know, forms of media were just like, eh, we're just going to do our own thing. So, I mean, that's that's fine and everything, because we have gotten good stuff, but that... That definitely, to me, is like one of the the almost perfect adaptations of like comic to 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 media or whatever that yeah. have been done, and it's given us really cool stuff. You know, it gave us Harley when we and I loved Harley before the New Fifty Two. Um, so, <laughs> so it's uh, not like saying I loved Lincoln Park before they became mainstream. Well, I wish you didn't re- make it like that because I don't want to say that at all. <laughs> You're saying that. you love Lincoln Park. I'm saying I love mainstream Lincoln Park. No, I don't really like anything from Lincoln Park, buddy. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> not I mean, not one. wrong. Their first album was cool. After that, it was just fine. the same. Yeah, it's fine. 
Yeah, they were just like Nickelback. Every album was exactly the same. Oh, God. No, nothing special on it. Yeah, these are a lot of bands that I don't like. Well, <laughs> you don't even like that. See, that's the thing. I like their first albums. After that, sure. I don't like them. Creed, how many albums do you like? The first one. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> then after that, <laughs> after that, it's nothing. Doesn't matter. Oh, buddy. Uh, Motorhead, how many albums do you like? Uh, none. None of them. You don't like any of them. Well, buddy, I think that concludes our musical episode. Yeah, I guess that. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us on another on another romp through the music. Buddy, you know what's the funny thing? We talk about so many different things. I mean, we talk about here on Just Two Pals. We talk about movies, comics, video games, um, television shows. One thing we don't really ever talk about is music, huh? We we definitely don't have. Anything is common. Cer- certainly not on the show. <laughs> in real life, we don't really either. That's because, what I'm saying. Yeah, our tastes are our tastes are fairly different. I think that's what it or is. or at least I mean I guess maybe it's not that our tastes are different. It's just that w- we wind up investing in other types of music that differ from what the other person does. Like yeah. I know you love like blues and like reggae. Love reggae. And um, what's the what's that folk other style? Folk music. Folk music. Yeah. I love hip hop. Pop, I love. Yeah, well, that's one we have in common is hip hop. But go. I, we both love you know, hip hop. I, I like rock, and um, I like some rap. Some rap. Uh, it's it's very it's like you it's, like my rap, right? Oh yeah, buddy. That's your favorite rap. Yeah, and if you want to listen to Randy's music, you can go to www.soundcloud.com/slash whatever slash, <laughs> slash whoever slash Randy. Slash, you'll find it. <laughs> well, thanks, you know, buddy. just I, just Google for Randy's music, Randy, and it'll pop it'll up. I'll give it to you right to you. Hold on, I'm gonna Google Randy's music and see what happens. It's soundcloud.com/slash Randy Saltero. Okay, if the, if you really need me to say it. Randy's music pops up Randy R A N D E E comma music. It's a website. That's not me. Yeah, not me. Buddy, you're online. Hey, everybody, if you want to listen to Randy's music, go to www.randysmusic.com. That is the wrong guy. He just hides the wrong website. I don't know how many clicks we just got that fucking guy now. <laughs> Screw my website. Yeah. Let's just well, go two, there. The one, the one I just did, and then the one person that listens to us. <laughs> one other guy. He will <laughs> definitely. He'll put down his copy of of Shakespeare Steeler, and, <laughs> and he'll Shakespeare click Steeler. on that that web that, that thing. Um, right, thief. <laughs> right. He should have picked the book thief. Classic, classic tale. <laughs> it's probably a lot easier to steal a, a book than it is a playwright. Like, you'd be running away and all the pages would be flying out from under your arm. Yeah, you can't do that. Facing after you. Bring back that play, you fool. Right. Buddy, I love Shakespeare. I feel like we can have a whole episode about him. That sounds, I mean, I love him too. But it sounds really boring. Oh no, I love. I think we could we could recite some Shakespeare. We tell some Shakespeare jokes. Um, no, one of my favorite Shakespeare jokes, buddy, uh, from Mel Brooks. Right, he talks about how Shakespeare was a terrible, terrible writer. Right, buddy. They say, well, oh, but but what do you mean? He wrote some of the the greatest playwrights of our. He was one of the greatest playwrights of our time. Wrote some of the classics. No. Now, if you ever looked at the original copies, the original ones he wrote, you never knew if an F was an S, an R was a T. He was a terrible, terrible handwriting. Terrible, terrible writer. Right, buddy? Oh, buddy, no. <laughs> you hate it. No. You hate that. 
<sighs> anyway, anyway, buddy, animated series, great series, <laughs> great series. Introduce us, uh, introduced us to the, the the single best interpretation of the Joker, hands down. Nobody can argue this. Mark Hamill is the Joker was a genius. Yeah. Was genius for them to do that. Have you listened to interviews where he talks about going in to do like uh, um, to read for the Joker for the first time? Um, and just in his car practicing laughs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I've even seen recent ones where he's talking about t- practicing laughing, just coming back to play the Joker and stuff. Um, where he's talking about how he kind of forgot what he had done in a couple of instances, and he had to kind of like retrain himself and stuff. But um, but yeah, no, listening to Mark Hamill talk about the Joker is is pretty awesome because he loves it so much. Do you think there are more people that love him as the Joker or Luke? Oh man, I don't know. I, I I mean, as much as I love Star Wars, buddy, I definitely think of when I hear his name, I I think both of those things. Sometimes I almost even think Batman more because I know him as I don't know. Maybe because I was older when I started finding out more about like Batman and stuff. Because I know that's Mark Hamill. When I was growing up, that was Luke to me. I didn't know. Oh, that's Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker. It was just oh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I almost I'm, think of well, first. How many people do you think love that interpretation, that interpretation of the Joker more than Luke, but don't know that they're the same guy? Oh yeah, I bet I bet a few people, buddy. There's there's plenty of people in the world who just watch the shows and don't pay any attention to who voices the character. Yeah, definitely. I love the Joker. Like I remember, I I told, I remember, I was talking to one guy and I said Mark Hamill as the Joker, and he said, "Wait, what do you mean?" Like, I had to explain to him that right. Mark Hamill played the Joker. And this guy doesn't know anything about movies. He doesn't know anything about, you know, but he knows what Star Wars is, and he knows what Batman the Animated Series is. And it was, like, mind-blown that they were voiced. <laughs> right. That, that they were played and voiced by the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So we're saying, fuck Luke Skywalker. That guy's He's a dumbass. Joker's where it's at. He doesn't have his own show. Let evil reign. Or um, Trickster. Maybe he played Trickster, too. Yeah. 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 And then he did the voice of Trickster at least. I don't know if he did it in any other animated things, but he did it in this Lego special. Oh, well, he did it in the the, um, Justice League Unlimited episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and then he did the, the Lego special. Thing and he was oh, a trickster. Okay. It was pretty funny, yeah. Well, he definitely, uh, definitely played the trickster on the live action TV show, which is really oh, cool. Oh yeah, and both, Return both to the Flash, shows. yeah, definitely, yeah. And he was awesome. He was awesome. He was awesome. But he does so play it a bit jokery, right? Sorry to cut you off. But. No, no, no. You're you're fine, buddy. Um, you know, apology accepted. Uh, yeah, that was kind of a haphazard. I mean, I don't want to finish what I'm saying. No, yeah, finish what you're saying now. No, oh, no. Here we go. Never gonna live this one don't down. Worry, don't worry about it, buddy. Um. So, what do you think you love most about the Batman animated series? Like, if you could, if you if you were trying to pitch it to someone and say, "This is why I love the series," I feel like I did that. Yeah, I feel like I did that, but um, if I had to throw anything on top of what I've already said, it's it's the visuals. It's, oh, oh, yeah. it's that noiry kind of. Um, I, I love the idea of futuristic past, so because it's kind of like that 1950s or 1940s kind of feel, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, but with like a futuristic edge, you know, futuristic weaponry and the vehicles and stuff. And buddy, the Batmobile is still to this day one of my top favorite, probably That's top the, two Batmobile. favorite Batmobiles. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like the fact that the guns in that show um, shoot lasers. I always thought that was super cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like when they're yeah. shooting in that line, you know, that laser line comes out of it to represent the bullet. Right. Or where the bullet's going. That's certainly, uh, that's, that's really cool. You know, you get away with having guns in a kids TV show by doing that. Yeah, you just make it, just change the animation just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, every, I mean, whenever they shoot at him and he kind of does that Batman runaway thing and you see stuff, you know, bouncing around him. I don't know, the visuals in that, in that show are just spot on. They're so mm-hmm. good. And when he's hiding in the shadows and you see, you see his eyes and stuff like that, I love those kind of moments. Um, it's just, it's so iconic, man. Someone, someone like, some of my best Batman memories are definitely right out of that show. And this was the first interpretation of Batman voiced by Kevin Conroy. Right. Who is Batman. Oh, yeah. He definitely is Batman. He's as synonymous with Batman as Mark Hamill is with the Joker. Yeah. Like those, those two are, were born and raised to play Batman and the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, that's probably what makes the Arkham games so good. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's probably a big part of it too. So, God, they're so, so good. Great. Yeah, and then maybe that's why people don't like Origins, right? It's not them. Doesn't feel the same. It's not them. I mean, the dude does a decent job of an impression yeah, good, of Mark Hamill doing the Joker, but yeah, yeah. you can tell it's an impression. Like, I guess if you have that, if you have that ear for it, you know, and you and you have it ingrained in your soul. Yeah. What Mark Hamill sounds like as the Joker, then you can totally tell. But can maybe to like the layman. Can you do a, a Joker impression? You know, I've totally tried over the years, sure. but I, but um, no, I can't. Like I, I, I feel like I get close. Dang, buddy. But Uh-oh. but it's not. But it's not there. It's not there. And I haven't tried in probably in probably a year. Do you or want so. to just workshop it with me? Do you want to just give me mm. a quick sneak peek at, at what nope. you're working on? Nope, buddy, not me, at all. You know? Nobody nope. has to hear. Go on mute and do oh, it. Oh, nobody has to hear? No, <laughs> no, no. Go on mute. Just give it a, give it a one shot. Nah, Here, nah Here's nah. mine. Okay. I think that's pretty good, right? Is that like... <laughs> yeah, we cut it out <laughs> that, that, in post. It wasn't that's good, that. so we, <laughs> we cut it out. <laughs> it was it bad. Was pretty, yeah. Just take our word for it, though, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. It was fine. <laughs> Um, I don't like that. Yeah, but I have a I, I have a that. Joker laugh that I've done, which you could see prominently featured in my Lego stop motion movie of Batman. Batman. I saw that, and you heard it's it. A good Joker laugh. Yeah, thanks, buddy. It was a good Joker laugh. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, I've definitely tried a laugh that I think would work for a Joker, but not not necessarily the Mark Hamill. Joker. Oh yeah, let's hear it. Um, oh, buddy, it's gonna make okay. or break this podcast if you don't do something. All right, buddy, hold on. I, and I've got no warming up. <laughs> so do something. See. Let's see. Okay. <clears throat> that was pretty good, buddy. How was that? It just kind of messed my head. Oh, give me a headache doing that. Was it bad? You said it was terrible. No, I I thought it was really well crafted. Yeah, yeah, you liked it. It was fine. That's with no practice, no warm up whatsoever. Yeah, no, it was decent. Let's just start bookending the episodes with that laugh then, if you loved it so much. Okay, okay, yeah, I'll do that. We'll play them out tonight with a laugh. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, 
so yeah, man, that's that's maybe that that is probably why that that maybe that game didn't do so well. Maybe people are just not buying into it. And those- I can tell you that I kind of don't want to play it because I don't want to play the whole game going, oh, this guy doesn't sound. They're like not that. that bad. They're they're actually really good. Like Troy Baker, I think does Joker in the sh- in in yeah yeah he yeah, yeah. His- and he's really good. I think it's really good. I've seen the videos. Like I know he does a good job, but I can tell that it's not. Mark Hamill, yeah. and so it sticks out to me. And then I and then I think, why why even do an impersonation? Why not just make it your own Joker? Yeah, but then people would be pissed because it's like, oh, this is supposed to be in the past. Well, but that guy definitely you doesn't sound like Batman. Uh, They've why, got why no problem like whatsoever with I don't understand why it's such like a deep voice and I sound like a marshmallow and it sounds like I'm eating mushrooms and stuff. Eating mushrooms? Yeah, why is he eating mushrooms? That's that good. doesn't make any sense. Makes sense. <laughs> If you were eating mushrooms, you'd hear people talking like that. You wouldn't automatically start talking like that. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. But uh, so so that dude doesn't sound anything like like the Kevin Conroy Batman, and they don't have a problem with that. Yeah. So just make it a different Joker. If listen, in the future, you guys, when you make a Batman story, if you're not using Mark Hamill or Kevin Conroy, just do different Joker and Batman voices. Yeah. Don't try. Don't try to imitate. Who did it in um? In the Red Hood, the Red Hood animated movie. That was John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio is good. I, I, he's probably my, one of my top favorite. I don't want to say second. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to say second. He's my second favorite animated version of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Is John DiMaggio as the Red, in the Red Hood story. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so good. And he did his own Joker. It wasn't Mark Hamill. Right. You no. Know? Right. Oh man. I'd watch that. That's. Are we on to those now? Are we talking about the animated movies now? We can talk about the animated movies. Okay. Um, Under the Red Hood is the best animated movie from DC I've ever seen. And that makes it the best Batman animated movie I've ever seen. I mean, Under the Red Hood is freaking amazing. Well, by you saying DC animated movie, I automatically assume you're talking about a Batman movie. Because right, because Batman is every single. He's the star of every movie. There's a couple that he's not in. There's Green Lantern: First Flight. There's Green Lantern: Emerald Knights. There's Superman: Unbound. Sure. Wonder Woman. But I think Doomsday and All Star Superman. Yeah, yeah, but I think in all those movies and every single one of those, if you watch the um, either through the credits or right before the movie starts, there's a tagline that says, "All of this." Secretly was done by Batman. <laughs> Batman. So, yeah, we know. Right. We know he was actually there. At certain points, you can see Batman staring at the main character, like from a rooftop. <laughs> right. Really. You, know, you pause a, just at, yeah, if you pause at ten minutes and forty-seven seconds, you will always see a split <laughs> second of Batman hanging out on camera. Subtly throughout the movie, they flash the Batman symbol. <laughs> In, to keep you watching, right? Like, because you're about to turn it off. You're like, wait a minute, this is a Wonder Woman story. Where's Batman? <laughs> I need ba- more Batman. And boom, Batman logo, and you're like, well, wait a minute, hold on, maybe this we, could get better. We, we need more Batman, more, more Batman, please. Was that no. a good? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> was walking or no? <laughs> that sounded like you trying to do. We, trying to t- we like, need what? more Batman, please. That's pretty good. No, buddy. Can you... <laughs> okay, fine. 
If I do it, it's going to sound like me doing Christopher Walken. That's, that's what all our voices sound like. The only the the only one that you did that I was like, wow, was was Nick Cage. That one was pretty good. Yeah, everyone keeps saying, but you're, don't buy that. But your Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken needs is really some good. Work, buddy. Your Humphrey Bogart definitely, <laughs> Humphrey definitely needs some work. Yeah. Yeah, your Patrick Duffy How is about not, my Sammy? not enough. Your what? My Sammy. That's racially insensitive, baby. No. You get it, right? No, buddy. No. Buddy, that was one of my favorite moments of the of the Lego Batman trailer is when they, they show the mariachi bat suit and he's like, that's really that's, that's, that's culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really <laughs> Uh, that counts as a movie though, right? That's not like an animated thing, I guess. That's a movie. We'll, we'll, we're definitely getting to the movies, buddy. Right now we're talking about, um, um, yeah, the, the animated movie. So I, I also think that, um, obviously the Dark Knight Returns is, is pretty much, is pretty accurate. It's pretty much, pretty much a straight adaptation of the book. So that's sure. one of my favorites. Um, Man, I, I'll say, you know, there's a lot of them that like, like, like Flashpoint, for example, it suffered because it focused too much on Batman. Like, so as much as we love Batman, as much as Batman's one of my favorite guys, buddy, you and I have both gotten a little bit sick of the oversaturation of Batman. In He's history. just in everything. Like, everything that they do, they say, well, let's throw Batman in it. Right. And there's just no need to. Sometimes I think it would be fine. Like, like you know how we say, like, in comics it works because it's like, in comics they can always go look for Batman and it lasts maybe a page. And that's fine. So mm-hmm. sometimes I think maybe, like, these movies would be better. Like, Batman could be involved, but maybe he doesn't always have to be the focus because Flashpoint became a Thomas Wayne movie, right? So yeah, where it, it should have been a Flash became story. too much of a main character. Whereas in the actual Flashpoint story, it was just a little bit that that Flash was working with Batman. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a big, you know, he's a big player in the story, but it's definitely centered on on Barry and stuff. And, yeah. and I felt like that movie kind of got away from that a little bit. That happens a lot, man. Yeah, that, where they just throw it in and it's all about Batman or. Batman just has to make an appearance in it. Right. Um, and, and I was talking to, we did the, the podcast with Matt, um, and Dave. I think it was an Atomic Geek Out episode. And, and I'd made the comment, like, like go online and look at all the animated movies that have come out. And there's like five from DC that don't have Batman in it. Every single other one has Batman either as a main player or a supporting character. Yeah. Because they just can't stop making Batman movies. It's and almost it's like sometimes they're afraid going. that, oh, nobody's gonna watch this if Batman's not in it. We gotta make sure we get these numbers. So let's throw in, you know, some pointy ears on somebody. Yeah. So, and which is unfortunate, cause it's like, you know, especially as a comic book fan, we have yet to see just a Flash movie. We've yet to see just an Aquaman movie. We got the the Throne of Atlantis story, but you know that's the and, Justice League. Yeah, that turned out to be just it. a whole Justice League story. So we haven't really had an Aquaman tale. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes that's kind of yeah. That's 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 always the problem. Like they shoehorn in everybody, and, and we can't just relax. And like we had that first Green Lantern movie, and that was really good. Um, the Wonder Woman movie is really good. So mm-hmm. when they focus on those. Those characters, they, they make good movies. Um, so, so now that they've done this whole, you know, new 52 relaunch of the animated movies, 
it seems like every other movie, or sometimes in succession, they're always Batman movies now. Well, buddy, here's what I can tell you. I'm looking at the list of movies now. Since Justice League War, which is the start of their, yeah, um, the new their New 52 animated movies, there's Justice League War, Son of Batman, Batman Assault on Arkham, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, Batman vs. Robin, Justice League Gods and Monsters, Batman Bad Blood, Justice League vs. Teen Titans, and Batman the Killing Joke. That's nine movies that they've done. Right? Wow. And, and the killing joke isn't set in that universe, so I'll take that aside. That's eight movies in that universe. Six of which are, are Batman. Are Batman. Right. Are Batman. Well, you know what? Gods and Monsters, that takes place in its own thing. Yeah. But it's not an adaptation of anything. It's an original movie. Um, so they did. I mean, again, it's just Batman everything. Batman's in everything. And he's coming up in Justice League Dark. I guarantee you he's going to be in Teen Titans Judas Contract. And then the movie after those two is Batman and Harley Quinn. Oh, God, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> Batman and Harley Quinn, no. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Well, Batman's already banged Batgirl. It's time to start going down the list. Yeah, let's get some time to start banging all the women in his life. Bang everybody. Let's yeah. bang Dr. Leslie Tompkins. That's That's the one. <laughs> We need to bang. Who's she's been hurting for it since he was a little boy. Yeah. So, buddy. Anyway, yeah. buddy. Um. Anyway, so. it's yes, it's oversaturated. That doesn't mean the movies aren't good. It's just that if you're doing DC original animated movies, like yeah. pick pick some fun stuff. As much as I loved, as much as I love the character of Damien, for the most part, I'm I'm a little sick of these movies being all about you know this whole new Batman and Damien thing. So I'm kind of sick of them. If you want to know the truth, I really liked son of Batman. Cause I really liked Batman and son by Grant Morrison. One of my favorite. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I really liked that one. And then after that, I got really bored with it. Like I, I don't want to <laughs> keep seeing movies about that storyline and stuff. So yeah, that, that got a little old. Um, and and I hope it, so. I, I don't want it to continue like this, man. I love the one-off stuff. I don't like the whole like the DC movies were better when they were just one-off movies and not like trying to build this universe with the movies, right? You know what I mean? No, absolutely. The um, my favorites are the the Wonder Woman and the Green Lantern First Flight, right? And even like, Red Hood, like you mentioned, you know, and Red Hood, yeah, yeah, and and they're. I don't, I mean, you know, we both kind of feel the same way about New 52. So obviously movies where they adapt New 52 stories, we're going to look at sideways until we see it. Um, Justice League War wasn't terrible, but it had the stuff in it that that we didn't like, like Superman being a dick. Right. Nobody wants that. Superman being arrogant and cocky, you know? Like, that's no fun. (laughs) We already have a guy, we already had a guy in that movie being arrogant and cocky. Right. So, you know, Green Lantern was a dick. Which is fine. I don't mind him because that he tends to end up playing that role a lot. Yeah. Um, even in the New 52 now. But uh he is kind of like that cocky kind of jerk guy. And yeah. I, I don't mind that attitude as far as the way he plays himself to the team for Green Lantern. I think that's yeah. okay. <clears throat> but, um yeah, it doesn't work for, for someone like Superman. So, I mean, I guess we'd wind up having to talk about every movie. If we were going to talk about Batman, about Batman right. in the animated ones, but yeah, certainly, certainly there are ones that stand out. The Dark Knight Returns, like you said, was is is definitely up there. 
Um, it's another one of my favorites in the animated realm, and uh, the fact that they adapted it so well yeah. was super impressive. I liked all the voice acting in that movie. I know some people didn't really care for... Um, uh, who's the dude that played Batman? Who's the dude that did RoboCop 2? Oh, yeah. I, um, I don't remember. Peter Weller. He's good, though. Yeah. I felt like, yeah. yeah I thought he was really good. For that incarnation of Batman, that's perfect. Yeah. Now, how did you feel about the Joker in that, though? You know, I've always, I always have, have felt a little oddly about the Joker in that, even in the book. Like, yeah. It was always kind of one of those weird stories, but the, the fact that they did one of my favorite Joker scenes, um, has always been the, uh, the whole poisoning the entire studio audience. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they did that was very, very cool. So I, I don't, I've never liked his look in the book. So obviously I don't really like it in the movie, but, um, but it's, it's kind of one of those things that's, it's, I, I can get over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like the voice. I think he did a good job. You don't like it. I don't care for it. Yeah. You know what I, I, um, I, I immediately started thinking about that terrible Joker from Young Justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't as bad as that, but yeah. that, that Joker was fucking terrible. Yeah. He's, and that was Brett Spiner, too, who voiced him. Wow. And Brett Spiner's great. Mm. You know who Brett Spiner is, buddy? Uh, I know he's a great, um, a great voiceover actor. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of your favorites. Do you know who Brett Spiner is, no, buddy? No, who has he played? <laughs> Brett, Brett Spiner played Data on Star Trek, and oh, he played cool. the, the crazy scientist in Independence Day and Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, yeah, he's that crazy. guy. That guy's crazy. He's crazy! Yeah, he's, that guy's out of his mind. He's a nutso in the butt-so. He's like, oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> he very accurately sums oh, up the entire events of Independence Day Resurgence right at the end of the, right at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you guys don't understand. This and this happened and then this happened and now this is gonna happen. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? Yeah, he's very excitable. <laughs> um, so. Anyway, that yeah, Joker was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, I don't, I don't care for just that incarnation of Joker in general, so. So that's why I was kind of like, I don't really care, I guess, about who plays Joker. So, I did really like the love tunnel scene, or tunnel of love, tunnel of love, tunnel scene. Of love stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Very, very much like the comics, and I thought it was like, yeah, he got a battering in the eye, buddy, and he's still smiling. Yeah, yeah he took a battering to the face. Right, right. I and mean, imagine how bad that hurts. Imagine, imagine going to the eye doctor because I've been to the eye doctor, and they're super judgmental, and they. <laughs> They put all they these weird ass, yeah, they put that fucking air in your eye, and they're like, ooh, that's not a good sign, you blinked. Well, of course I blinked, you just blew air in my eye. <laughs> what's, up? what's the worst is when you're sitting there and they blow it, and then you recoil, and they're like, alright, come on. Right, yeah, calm down, yes, it, it's not it's, that bad. It's, 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 okay? it's just, it's just a puff of eye, a puff of air straight into your eye, okay? Your eye, relax about it. Jeez. I do this all day to people. <laughs> like they roll their eyes. Ugh. Right. Here we go. Here we go. Another exaggerator. Right. So, and, and buddy, I always try to kind of play it off. Like, all, and they know, like when they show you that screen, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a G. 
But they're like, look, I know you had to wince and struggle to see that G. You're not fooling anybody. And they look at you like that, right? So you know when he walked in there and he's kind of squinting that one eye and they're like, look, man, you got to wear glasses. No, it doesn't really go with my look. Uh, doctor, I can't really do that. No, you have to wear them. Something poked you in the eye really fucking hard. What was it? No, 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 doctor, I'm fine. Because Joker goes to the doctor all the time. Oh, does he? Yeah, annually. It's always... Is that all the time, then? Well, why do you think his teeth are always nice? Wait, he goes to the dentist now? Yeah, he goes to the eye doctor, the dentist. <laughs> all in oh, the same day. He just knocks him out annually. Well, yeah, but you, know, annual you know who doesn't. And dentist you know who doesn't do that? Because the, the more realistic Joker is, is Jared Leto. Why he's got? He had to go to the dentist to have to have them put all those fillings in. I feel like they did that in prison. You feel oh, like he had real fucked up like fangy teeth, and yeah. someone's like, you know "What? <laughs> I'm in here for dentistry fraud." <laughs> right? Yeah, I actually uh, fatally gassed 14 of my patients. So <laughs> I used to be a dentist. We could probably get every that. patient that comes in, I remove a tooth that I didn't have to, and I just keep them at home. <laughs> Right, I built a necklace of teeth. <laughs> just rub it on my face. I've got this idol of a tooth that I just very slowly am building, and I put more teeth in it each and every day. <laughs> right. Sometimes I would rip out my own teeth and replace it with other people's teeth, so I have a mouth. Of just because I love people. the feeling of someone else being in my, oh my mouth. God, dude, that's fucking gross. Yes, Who just, is this guy? That's Batman villain now. We. <laughs> We created a Batman villain. Jesus Christ! The dentist. <laughs> this guy sounds terrible. Oh no! It'd have to be. It'd have to be the orthodontist. Yeah, yeah, the, the orthodontist. orthodontist or ortho. Yeah, that's a cool name. That'd be his real first name. Oh yes, <laughs> his name's Ortho Orrington or something. <laughs> like that. Oral, Oral, is that what you said? Orlton. Yeah, I wonder what his profession's gonna be. <laughs> Girl, <you have> <laughs> That's like your name being like David Police Officer. Right. Like, I wonder what you're gonna be when you grow up. Dave Justice said no idea. <laughs> Turn out. <laughs> oh, man. Alright. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, or, boy. <laughs> right. We're keeping that. Trademarked. Trademarked. Yeah, yeah. DC. Don't try to new 52 it. Now all of a sudden he's got fucking drill fingers and shit. We don't want any of that. <laughs> we just want him to be a regular dentist, okay? He's got like a sidekick named Novocaine. <laughs> right. He just calls him Novi. Come on, he hates that. Oh, come on, use my full name. <laughs> you, you know my name is Novi Kane. <laughs> come on, Novi. Novi. Um, that's the last thing you hear before the before the orthodontist gets you. Right. Novi, put him under. He's just stumbling around. Um, Jesus, this is terrifying. <laughs> this is terrifying, man. I don't like this.
this is what happens now. Like when you go to the dentist, you're going to start thinking, is he going to take out like an extra tooth and then like take it home and eat it or something? And then you're looking at his teeth and like, those don't all look even. <laughs> so, like some of them are discolored and some of them are pristine. What is <laughs> right. Is he only cleaning one of his teeth? Why, why does he do that? <laughs> That's so strange. He's a dentist. That holds himself to a higher standard. So, so, so buddy, the tunnel of love scene is real cool. He got battering in the eye. That was, yeah. that was real cool. He withstood it. And then, um, so that one's not up for debate, right? He, he killed him. He killed him. Yeah. He, no, no, no. Joker killed himself. Killed himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very terrifying. Would you say? Yeah, buddy. Like, um, you know, I'd read the story, so I knew he did it, but it was really, it was really intense to watch him like yeah. tilt his head up and crack his yeah, own. Crack it. Um, that whole that whole story um, across the two movies was just really well done. Um, the fight between him and Superman was really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that's that's the way you do a Batman Superman fight, am I right? And coincidentally, I mean according to sources, that's the only thing Zack Snyder watched of of Batman the Dark Knight Returns oh, good. before filming BVS. Excellent. Was their fight. So thought, many missed opportunities, so many cool things he could have incorporated in. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Ball like, thing, dude, that was super cool. Yeah. I well I'll tell you one of my biggest ones, buddy, is the the that one that line one of my favorite lines of that book is uh when when you know Carrie Kelly's like talking about the bullets and stuff and he's like, They're rubber bullets. Honest. Or yeah, he says honest, yeah. So that's that was like one throwaway line you could have used. <laughs> to say that Batman is not shooting people. <laughs> Alfred's like, Batman, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Rubber bullets. The, the rubber bullets, Honest. Alfred. Scout's honor. And he gives that little, that smirk, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little Ben Affleck smirk. Um, so anyway, buddy, we, those are the animated movies. I, you know, I, I don't want to go crazy with the movies. I know they're a big deal culturally, but they're mostly so bad. that they, I feel like they don't merit a lot of time. So So let's talk about only the best ones and we'll start with Batman Forever. Why is that the best Batman movie and why is it your favorite? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I would have to disagree with you though. I do think that critically and and time honoredly that Batman and Robin has always been, you know, the direct interpretation of- Well, that's certainly an opinion you're welcome to have, but that doesn't echo the sentiments of the rest of the moviegoers who who wholeheartedly agree that Batman Forever is a time honored classic. It is considered the best uh, interpretation of Batman and Robin and the Riddler and Two-Face. Yeah, that's definitely so. not true. Definitely not yeah. true. Just, um, no, all yeah. those movies are terrible. They're real bad. Not good. Batman Forever is probably like skirts the line only because it's like fun, I guess. It is but fun. It's it, it is fun. Bad. It's not good. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying I like it. I know what you're right. saying. It, we I, can say it's always fun talking about how bad. much you love Batman Forever. You're not fooling anybody here. What I do hate, and I know so many people disagree with this. I don't like the Tim Burton movies because I don't like Tim Burton's style and I'm not and I'm not enter- I'm not entertained when I watch those movies at all. Except for the Jack Nicholson stuff. Yeah, now I don't know if you're doing a bit or if you're being honest. I'm Cause, being honest. Because I, I, I agree about Batman Returns. I don't like Batman Returns. I don't like any of the imagery. It's so gross. 
I don't like watching it. It's it makes me uncomfortable. That penguin's not gonna win mayor. Right. It's it's weird. Um, Although Catwoman really well done in that movie. No, she's gross to me. No, I think she's really well done. She's gross. <laughs> gross. No, she was great. She, she was, it's like in each she movie. She's too catty, buddy. Well, Catwoman is really catty. I know, but but she's catty like like she's catty like so she says snarky things. She's very in touch with her sexuality. She's a thief. She's she doesn't. She, You're describing Catwoman, right? She does not eat birds, though. She does not lick herself when she cleans herself. She takes a proper shower. Um, t- typically, <laughs> she cooks her meals. She is I, not a living cat. Graphic to put in the comics. Yeah, maybe. Did you ever think about <laughs> they, that? Well, buddy? Leave it to Team Burton. Tim, Team, Team Burton. Team Burton. Tim Team Burton. Team Burton. Uh, <laughs> to, to make sure that we got to see that. No, it's, it's too gross. I'm not saying I agree with all the choices, but overall, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman I thought was really well done. Certainly better than Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh yeah. Well, it's one of those things too, like we always say, like, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer is not a bad Catwoman. It's just the things that they had her do. It's like yeah. Ben Affleck is a great Batman, but the things that they had him do make it bad, you know. So, yeah. Um. But um. But yeah. Anyway, so Batman, the the first Batman, though. I I I am always really. I do. I get a lot of joy out of that movie. That's um. That's a movie I'll still watch a lot. Oh, um, I don't I agree don't. with everything in it, but I do like the visuals. I think it's it's fun. Joker's fun. So, yeah, I do like that movie. Yeah. I like Jack Nicholson's Joker, but that's pretty much all I like from that movie. And I don't mind Michael Keaton. Yeah, I like Michael Keaton. Well, um, should we talk about uh, the Adam Adam West and... The movie? Yeah, well, yeah. Just, just the, the show in general? His live-action interpretation. Like that was the Batman of that time, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And and I know I know a lot of people knock it, but it's kind of like the whole Brave and the Bold thing, I think, where you just don't like understand that that was the time, right? That it was, you know, like it it its purpose wasn't to be dark and gritty. Its purpose was to be fun and entertaining, and for people to enjoy it and oh, kids yeah. to be able to watch it and all that stuff. Right, and it, 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 he definitely was a detective. He was definitely, you know, he used his gadgets and stuff. The fighting was obviously, you know, super dumb. But I don't know. I, I th- actually, I think that's a, r- a real cool, fun show. Like, I still watch it. I bought the Blu-ray set of the complete series. Oh, nice. And it's good, man. Like, I'll be honest. There's a lot of stuff I don't remember. And I know I've seen every episode. But I still, I'm still, like, seeing new stuff. You know, I think coming at it from, like, an older perspective. So uh I think that's a great show. Yeah. If you could pick a favorite scene from the entire show, can you think of one? Number one favorite scene. Number one favorite scene in all of uh, the Adam West Batman. Well, I guess the one that comes to mind, like the one I always like, the line is the the, some days you can't get rid of a bomb, but that's from the movie. That's not from the show. But I mean, I mean, it looks. Wait, that's that's from the Batman Adam West movie. The one that came out with nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, that's from the movie. Yeah, I think that's fine. Can't get rid of a bomb. That's great. Love that. that's yeah. great. He's looking everywhere. He can't. He's like, looks down. He's like, <laughs> where am I supposed to put this bomb? <laughs> he looks down the other way, and there's just like a couple of people having breakfast. He's like, ah, I can't ah. ruin their day. Damn it! I'll find somewhere else to put this thing. No, I, I, I do like that scene. I think that's fun. Um, I'll spend more time than it would have taken to ask them to leave. 
<laughs> to find a place to put right. this bomb. Can you guys just get out of there? We yeah. really I got this bomb. bomb. I gotta put it somewhere, right? Like, you that would have been a perfect spot if not for you two people. So I need you guys to just skedaddle. Get right out of there. I really love watching um, the whole shark repellent thing on YouTube. Sure. I, I've on more than one occasion pulled it up and watched it because right. it's super fun to see like, uh, you know, get get the shark repellent, and then there's, like, three different types of aquatic repellent on the wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> shark repellent. I particularly love as Robin's climbing down the ladder, instead of getting down low enough to hand it to him, he, he gets down, like, two rungs too high, and... <laughs> And then, and then loops his legs around it and hangs upside down. Right. And he's like, Ugh, I can't reach it. And you think Batman's going like, why didn't you go down like two more rungs? Right, you had so many exits, like a whole why arm's are you length. doing this? Oh, I forgot you're a gymnast. Right. That's- well, he's an acrobat. I mean, let's give him some respect, All right? right? It's an acrobat. He earned his title, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that is pretty funny. Great um, man, I wish I could remember more. There's a, there's a lot of stuff with the villains because I, I think the villains are just a lot of fun in that show. Um, Did you really love playing the old version in the um, in Lego Batman Three when you got to go beyond the TV show? Oh yeah, you got to go be. I now, you know I've I've not gotten to play Lego Batman Three yet, but I have gotten to watch. The gameplay of Lego oh. Batman Three, mm-hmm. um, other people playing it and stuff. So, so no, I, I, I do, I did see that, but I haven't gotten to actually play. Oh, really fun. But dude. That was cool. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. cool. You get the and and you get those effects when you punch someone. It goes pow. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> buddy, I love the Lego games. They're so good. Well, you don't love them enough to play them all, though. I know. There's so many. I, I have a lot I need to play still, but they are good games. But anyway, 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 anyway. Um. I, I, you know, I never got to, uh, before, and maybe I was too young, or I just, I was watching on this crappy old box TV, you know, it's all black and white, you had to, like, mess with the, the hanger in the top to try to get mm-hmm. it to come in properly, so I never noticed until I popped in my Blu-rays how prominent, <laughs> how prominent of a mustache Cesar Romero has <laughs> that Joker makeup. <laughs> <laughs> they do like he's not going to shave it. Obviously, he's, no, he's got way too many look. other things to do. Yeah. But they did put makeup over it, and like they didn't over makeup it to like make it really white. They just kind of like smudged a little on there, so you can very <laughs> much still see it in high def Blu-ray. It's it's just it's really in your face. So I honestly never noticed it before. Maybe it's because the TVs were really too shitty back then. Yeah, really. You really couldn't see it. Yeah. And then they came out with a, a 1960s uh, Bat, Bat Cave Lego set and the mm-hmm. little Lego Joker that comes with it has the little Cesar Romero mustache on it. Oh, that's awesome. Funny, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So, um, so other movies, obviously then we got the Dark Knight Returns trilogy because we just skipped right over those piece of shit nipple movies. So, <laughs> the nipple flicks. Right, right. The nip flicks. Um, oh man, you know, that would actually be a really good business opportunity for us. Nip flicks, like Netflix, Netflix, but it's all porn. Well, it would be all superheroes that wear outfits where the nipples are shown. Oh, so not porn. No, no. I well, I guess it'd be porn to somebody. I don't want to do it then. We're just going to be watching one movie then. 
Two movies. Entire. That's our entire. If you want these well, maybe, two movies, maybe we nice. go in and and like post production of these movies, you know, oh, in post, and we'll throw nipples on like you know the Fantastic Four. Right. Give them. Some right. Nipples. And we'll give we'll give the Human Torch flaming nipples. How about Robocop? Right. We do a Robocop with nipples movie. Robo. Yeah. Robocop can have nipples. Terminator can have nipples. I say when we do the Robocop with nipples, we also give the nipples little guns to hold. Oh, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, right. They're kind of like robo nipples. Robo nipples. Yeah, they're robo nipples. Yeah, so they can yeah. definitely have some stuff going on. Buddy, we could do, and you know, for the people who are real sick perverts, we'll throw little nipples on like, you know, Electra. Oh yeah, if we can that's what they want to see. But then, like for the mainstream audience, we'll throw some nipples on Daredevil. Throw some nipples on Punisher. Yeah, I feel like it only works if you throw nipples on guys. You throw nipples on girls, I feel like you're skirting a lot. It's a little gay. It's a little gay to put I nipples really on like, girls. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who wants to see that? That's yeah, gay. But, <laughs> buddy, can you imagine, can you imagine Chris Evans, right? Or Michael B. Jordan. Um, and they're in their Fantastic Four outfit, they're not flaming on, but they have nipples and the nipples are always inflamed. Buddy. Right? Man, that's, that, honestly, you hit the nail on the head on what those movies that's are missing. It. Right? Yeah, definitely. This is what the audiences have been craving. I think that there's a lot of movies, especially the um, the Marvel cinematic movies, that are really suffering because... Buddy, could you imagine, like, you know, Iron Man, um, Hawkeye, Thor, mm. Captain America, and then I guess Black Widow, all with, want, like, yeah, prominent nipples? She doesn't need to have them. Um, Ant-Man could have really cool sick. nipples that get bigger and smaller. And smaller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, small nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, the nipples are bad. They were bad for, they took us back at least 20 years <laughs> in, in comic book movies. But then we got the Dark Knight trilogy, which is a lot of people's favorite. We both really like the Dark Knight. Um, we both, I think, were okay with Dark Knight Rises. Kind of like whatevs, right? Hey, buddy, www.nipflix.com is available. Yes, it is? Yep. Well, buddy, we're in business. Nipflix with an X. Yeah, that's well, that's, that's what I wanted, like Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, buddy, all right, Nipflix it is. Yeah, we got this. Doing it. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, buddy, the, the Dark Knight Rises was... Eh. It was fine. Um, a lot of disappointing choices made in that movie. It certainly ran way too long, or at least it felt like it ran too long. Yeah. There's some really intense stuff in there. there there's definitely that a good movie in there. The whole fight between him and Bane in the sewer, that was really great. Yeah. Um, I, I love the dialogue. I felt it. Oh, dude, it was aggressive. And when he punched his uh, punched the helmet until it cracked. Yeah, very aggressive. That was super cool. Yeah. You really felt his power. Like yeah. it did in Nightfall. It was very, very scary. Um, I love when he says, Then I will break you. Oh, yeah, that was a good Bane, buddy. Buddy, thank that you. Was a good Bane. I'm Bane! <laughs> that was good, right? This is your ally. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Oh, he was a, he had some great stuff. Thanks. You want the rest of it? I, I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man, and by then it was nothing to me but blinding. That's okay. That yeah, okay. right, buddy? You really I'm like Bane, and I <laughs> want to tell you about just two parts. I think it was better, right? Yeah, yeah, you think so? Really good, yeah. This is a bomb! <laughs> that was good, actually, buddy. 
Was it? Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I actually really liked that one. Thanks, thanks very much. Um, I really liked Bane. I know a lot of people didn't. I liked Bane. I don't like the fact that he didn't. I mean, I knew he wasn't gonna have the venom. Right. Um, but for what they did do with him, kind of being in this realistic world that doesn't have that kind of that much sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was a really good Bane. I, the the twist with him being part of the League of Assassins. That was un, unacceptable to me. Yeah. I don't like that. I, there's definitely been some storylines like he's been, you know, Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul wanted to groom him and stuff like that. But I, the way they played it definitely wasn't authentic. So I didn't, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't like that. Um, I, I kind of uh, would have the impression like the, for the, for the whole Venom point is that um, the mask like maybe pumps some sort of like painkiller through him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some sort yeah. of, yeah, medicine that it gives him or gives him or something like that. So I thought that was kind of like the answer to Venom, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I get that. I mean, that's when Batman punched his mask, you know, and it started to become loose. You could hear it sounded like something was leaking. Right. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Like it had been pumping or something like that. Yeah. Um, buddy, you want to hear what my idea for the third Batman movie was before they, before they started shooting it? Okay. After Heath Ledger passed, I had an idea for what I wanted it to be. All right. And it actually wound up being somewhat similar. Um, I really wanted it to be a gritty Riddler. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, like the, like a Nolan-esque Riddler. And I wanted him, like in the beginning of the movie, to like make it known to Batman that he knows he's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like maybe 30 minutes into the movie is when Batman really finds out Riddler's been fucking with him so far. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I know you're Bruce Wayne, you know? So I can get you anywhere. It doesn't matter. But make it a, I wanted it to be like the, you know, the Riddler can't, can't tell anyone. Obviously, right? And in, in, in the comics, it more is like that he doesn't, that he chooses not to, but I right. wanted it to be where he just can't tell anyone because that's giving away the greatest secret ever. Yeah, he doesn't want anybody getting in on that knowledge. Right? Yeah. But then I was gonna also have Talia al Ghul in it and her find the Riddler and kidnap him and kind of beat, you know, beat the shit out of him and because she wants to know who was the one that killed her, or who, who was the Batman that killed her father, you know? So the story was Riddler and Talia. And it was Riddler finding out who Bat, or figuring out who Batman was, Talia kidnapping Riddler, and then the movie would be like, I guess towards the end it would wind up being where Batman has to save Riddler, um, and stop Talia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's certainly not fleshed out, it, but it was it was Buddy, an idea I had a long time ago, and I really wanted that Riddler, and I really wanted Talia to come full circle to to do the the racial cool stuff. It's really unfortunate that you um were never you never got the funding to make that movie. Do you think so, buddy? Yeah, buddy. You I really think so, pal. They huh, should have allowed you to make that movie for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's WB. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do, pal? Anyway, um, that was my idea. Riddler yeah, that would that would have been good, buddy. That would have been real good. Hey, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so those movies are are, are cool. Obviously, probably the the best interpretation on film we've gotten so far. Uh, hopefully that'll change though, right? So then we don't have to talk about BVS because you can check out our an entire episode of us 
really praising BBS and everything we loved about it. Oh, there's a whole two-hour episode about everything we hate about BBS. So if you want to check that out. (laughs) It's our most hate-filled episode ever. (laughs) It's definitely very hateful. (laughs) So if you want to check that out, uh, you can probably find that on our iTunes or Google, whatever. Or Google Play or on the website. All that stuff. Um, So we won't talk about it, but we will talk about Buddy. How cool is Batman in the Lego movie? He's fucking awesome. He's so cool. I, okay, I know. So I think a lot of people think I joke around when I say how much I love the Lego movie, but, but I really, it's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. It's so good. Um, I think it's like, really, buddy, you're even right now, I feel like you're looking at me judgmentally. I can't see you. But I do feel like you're giving me a judgmental. I don't smirk. understand, buddy. You know how much I love the Lego Movie. Ah, okay, good. Okay, good. I love the, I love Lego, the Lego Movie. movie. It's a great movie. It's, it's, it's funny a great, movie. I think it's a really great movie. I think that Batman is perfect for that world. Yeah. Um, he's not Batman, I, right? He's not the Batman we know and love. No. He is. I mean, I'm super bummed that the sequel got pushed back. And I know we yeah, talked about that on another episode, and I was like, well, sometimes it happens. It's a bummer. You know, at least we're getting Lego Batman yeah. before that. But, man, the, the Lego movie, it truly is like a, just a, an, an epically good movie. Yeah, and you want to go back to that world. You want to see them make another good movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I fear that Lego movie was so good to me that it will be hard to to step up to it. But from what we've seen of the Lego Batman movie – it looks like it's going to be just as funny and just as good. So yeah, I really like Michael Sarah as Robin in that trailer. <laughs> that was really He's funny. super funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some really <laughs> funny stuff. Um, and and I, it's so funny that he, I, I guess he's supposed to be Dick, right? But he doesn't. I don't know who he's going to be. <laughs> he says something about that he's an orphan. He says, yeah. like, you adopted this orphan at a gala or something. So I, I, I assume that he's Dick, but he's maybe they'll do that kind of thing where since they're doing, like, all the incarnations of Batman, maybe they'll do, like, the same thing. They'll just kind of bundle every, all the Robins up. Into, yeah, maybe that's why he's got the glasses. Yeah, this like weird Kelly. Carrie Kelly-looking Robin. <laughs> <laughs> when he does the rip, pulls off his dance. Now we got it. Now we're moving. Now we're moving. Come on, Batman. Let's get grooving. <laughs> He's like, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's 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 gonna be a good movie. So I'm super pumped about that one. Um, but yeah, so it's Will Arnett. He's he's a funny Batman, man. Like, I don't know yeah. why they had this idea that Batman just thinks he's the shit, and that that, <laughs> that like that's basically the premise of their idea for like yeah. a Batman. Um, <laughs> I think we talked about it on another podcast, but you ended up seeing it on YouTube the uh where the Lego Batman from like the Lego Batman video games and Lego Batman from the movie meet each other yeah. in dimensions. <laughs> it's really fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um and, and so so both of those guys, I really like the guy I don't I don't know who it is. It might be Troy Baker. I'm not sure who does Batman for the Lego Batman games. I can't remember. I'll, I'll find out what we're okay. talking about. Um, I think he's a really good Batman, like, especially for, like, a cartoony animated thing. Like, he's pretty serious, and, like, the th- reason he's funny is because he's, like, way too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that idea for the Lego Batman games and stuff. But then this guy, you know, Will Arnett, he's, like, way over the top, but it's, um, but it's for a different reason, and I like both of them. So I think that was really cool. I don't know if it was Troy Baker now. I don't think, um, I'm finding out right. I thought I could... 
I thought I could find it just on Wikipedia, but it should um, be pretty easy, buddy. He's all out there. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we think. just ask our listeners to go ahead and tell us who plays Batman in the Lego Batman games, right? I'm gonna find out, right? <laughs> I don't care anymore. Um, uh, it, yeah, it's Troy Baker. You're right. <laughs> hey, buddy, I knew I was right. You know, yeah. I never say anything on this show that's wrong. So he know. voiced uh, Batman, the Adam, Terry McGinnis, Batman, Zurinar. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Hush, Killer Moth, Red Hood, The Trickster, and Music Meister. Very cool, buddy. Just in case you wanted to know everyone else that he voiced. Everybody that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Joker. Um, yeah, he, he plays a great Batman in the Lego Batman games. Yeah, it's cool. Um, but anyway, so, so Will Arnett's real fun. He's real funny. He's real cocky. I like that. I like that attitude. So I, I hope he comes, I'm sure he'll be in the Lego movie as, or two as well. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they don't just get it all all done in the Lego Batman movie. Do you think that's going to be like uh like how the Lego movie is like an actual like good movie or do you think it's just going to be like a funny romp? I think I think it can be both. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean I I'm really thinking here the the Lego movie feels like a fun romp and a good movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot to balance there, but we'll see. We'll see how they do. Um, so those are, and, and then, so as far as movies go, the next movie we will see Batman in is what? Is it, is it Justice League? Or well, I'm Batman? sure he's gonna pop up in Wonder Woman at some point. Like, oh the, yeah, and we know probably towards the end, one. it's, uh, you know, <laughs> when yeah. he says, let's discuss that footage we found on that disc on that drive. Yeah, let's talk about it. Really? <laughs> um, but I mean, like official appearance, definitely Justice League's going to be the next one, and then he'll get his own movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm hopeful again for it, man. I'm hopeful as well. I'm hopeful for it. Yeah, we've been real haters on the DC Extended Universe for a while. Yeah, Alcon really, really turned us around, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not 100% on board. Um, I can, I can say now, it's a bummer I can't say it to like Dave, who, uh, you know, is always wants support from just for, uh, Suicide Squad. Right. But I can definitely say that, like, I'm, I'm supportive of, of Suicide Squad, and I'm, I'm a lot more hopeful now, days before it's releasing, than I was several weeks ago. Right. That doesn't mean we can't still bash on what's already come out because it's already set in stone. It's yeah, already bad. EVS is like fucking garbage. Yeah. It's a ter- it's not just a bad Batman and Superman movie. It's a bad movie. Like it's it is just bad. a terrible movie. It's horribly structured. It doesn't make any sense. No motivations are clear. Why does Batman hate Superman? Okay. Why? We don't know. Who cares? We, they try to they try to present us with about five reasons why Batman hates Superman. Same with Lex Luthor. Why does Lex Luthor want to do all this shit? Who knows? It's fine. Because he's evil as shit. He's I guess. an evil guy. He's evil and wacky. He's a real. I'm gonna get guy. too passionate if we talk about BBS. <laughs> so. Well, like we said, you can listen to us get real passionate yeah. about it on another episode. But um. But, but from what we've seen, you know, we talked about it before, so, but, but what we've seen in the, the, the trailers from Comic Con stuff, you know, Batman definitely looks like he's back to being Batman, um, for Justice League. So, so let's just try to stay hopeful, buddy. Let's, let's, let's be like, you know, everybody else who thinks that 
that that's just fine. I'll tell you what one thing I will not get behind though is people who say, "Well, Batman versus Superman is a is a setup for the future." So, it's a fine movie when you just accept it as a setup. No, it's not. It's no. still bad. It's no. not a good setup for the future. No. So, it's a terrible don't, setup don't and, try and to you tell sh- me that shit. and you shouldn't have to have that caveat. You know, when you're, when you're explaining a movie or when you're describing a movie to someone, well, if you see it as just a, like a, like, you know, like a prequel, then it's fine. No, that's not, it doesn't matter, it's still judged as a movie. Right. You can't say, oh, if you look at it from the sideways perspective, that's stupid. Yeah. And, and how many did they have to have? Well, well, you didn't see the five hour version, so it's different. You know, you gotta watch the five hour one. Yeah, if you watch the five hour one, you totally understand Batman. Right. Well, well, I mean, not quite as much as if you watch the six-hour one, but if you watch that, you're really going to get a good essence of everybody. No, no, it's bad. It's just shut bad. up, shut up, people. Yeah. Um. So, so that's Batman movies. I'll say, right? Justice League looks better. I do. I at first I didn't like him kind of instigating Aquaman with that "you talk to fish" bit and then giving him that kind of shitty look. Yeah. You know, like bitch. I hear you talk <laughs> right. to fish. You little bitch. <laughs> Um, but uh, I like dem apples. <laughs> <laughs> As he drops grenades on people. Right. <laughs> um, no, I I I didn't like it at first, but now I kind of do because like I definitely remember times in like the animated series and and even in the comics when Batman says something shitty to get someone going, right? Like intentionally, you know, like you ain't shit, and he's like, <laughs> I'll prove you I'm shit. <laughs> right. Well, what, what, how would it change her interpretation if, in that scene, you know, we've talked about like the trailer thing, we would have wished Aquaman did something really cool. But what if in that scene he says, I hear you talk to fish, and he gives him that look, and then Aquaman just bitch slaps him. Which he just like. <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah, that's, I'd be love great, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> he actually gets some comeuppance, cause he didn't get any comeuppance for the, for the Superman shit talk. Yeah. You know? It's like, you're not a man. Do you bleed? Yeah. You know, real men did it. Like he got nothing afterwards. afterwards. It was almost like Lex, right? Saying that yeah, kind of shit. yeah, that's definitely yeah, more like that's Lex. Stuff thing Lex Luthor says. Yeah. Oh God, uh, now I hate the movie even fucking more. <laughs> I didn't even think about that before. <laughs> um, Justice League definitely looking like a better interpretation of of Batman. I'm sure that if that one's to our liking that the solo Batman movie will be fantastic. Yeah. Because this is Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck really being involved now. So let's just hope. We'll hope that's gonna be good. Um so, buddy sounds like it's killing joke time. Yeah, let's let's chat about the killing joke. Let's get into the killing joke here, buddy, because what I got about, some things I want to say. You want to talk about the killing joke. We're gonna talk about the killing joke. How about Listen, the movie is essentially two movies, two separate movies in one, right? Yeah. So, should we, let, let's address part one and then part two. Okay. Because part one is, I think, the part where we're both gonna be like... We get a little upset. Out a little bit. We get a little upset. Right. Um, so we'll, negative will end positive. Okay. Who, 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 you wanna go first? You want me to go first? You wanna... Listen, I'll tell you what I think. Okay. I'll tell you what I think, cause you're a little bit more positive about it than I am. Okay. Um. I think the Batgirl story is very cool, and I and I enjoy that story. I like that she kind of kind of has her own little arch nemesis, and then uh, you know Batman's warning her, "Hey, don't 
you know, don't get too invested. Like, I've been there. Don't do that shit. It's not good. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, so I really like, uh, I really like that bit. It's the sex stuff that totally ruins that story for me. Killed it for you, huh? I cannot separate myself from that enough yet. Maybe in time I will be okay with it, or maybe not okay. Maybe in time I'll be able to to watch that whole Batgirl story. But Batman, Batman, Batman's not a good guy now in my eyes. Batman, <laughs> he's a pervert to me. He's a pervert. Like wanting to have sex with Batman. And that a real is- jerk, right? He's a real bad boyfriend guy, too. Yeah, yeah. He hangs up. He, he looks at, she calls him, right? She calls him after they've done the deed. And he looks at, it, he's like, sees on his phone that it's her. And he hesitates to answer. Yeah, <laughs> so he, he almost just said, nah, fuck it. Let's he just let out of sight. He goes, <sighs> yeah. Oh God! We got to You know how they get once you give them that bad day. <laughs> you know, is get, eh, Alfred? <laughs> no, oh I, yes, I definitely know how bitches are. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Alfred! You don't know bitches. You don't know bitches, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the. The Batgirl flirting with Batman, totally get it. Batgirl even being like, yeah, let's do sex with Batman. I get it. Batman being like, okay, no, man, that's not Batman. That's not a Batman move. That's a Bruce Wayne move. That's a that's the type of Bruce shit. Wayne character move, yeah. Yeah. So it's really disappointing. I remember when I watched it, right? I watched the scene. And then, and and she gets on top of him, and I'm like, oh fuck, here it comes. It and then she kisses him, and I'm like, ugh. Right. And then he grabs her ass, and I went, oh damn it, and come it on. It was a weird ass grab too. Yeah. He really grabs her full ass. He really like squeezes that ass oh, hard. My God. And then she sits up, and she takes her her shirt off, and she's oh, in her bra. Like, oh fuck. Oh yeah. That, God damn that it. That was my favorite part of the movie. Oh, I was really upset. Yeah. So not only was I super upset about that, and I did like I felt super uncomfortable. Then it goes to her talking to her gay friend at the at the library, and he's like, "Oh, so it was that bad, huh?" And she goes, "Oh no, actually, it was amazing." Oh, gross, uh, buddy. Uh, uh, that's like hearing your sister talk about how great her yeah. sex. <laughs> Right, right. Even he, even the animation for the gay guy, he kind of like stuck his tongue out a little. Jesus, (laughs) much do you think? She said, like, I mean, obviously, I'm exaggerating when she says amazing, but that's how it felt when she said it. Yeah, it was like she went, "Oh my god, it was amazing." Oh my god, that dick was so in me. Like, I really had pleasure. He really inserted his penis right inside my brain. He had so many gadgets too for it. It was, (laughs) it was really thrilling. We had a thrilling night. It it made me so upset and so uncomfortable. And then another time, she calls Batman. She's like, "Hey, how's it going? Mm. Like, I'm a desperate teenager. I'm calling my boyfriend." And. And he's, she's like, is that an invitation? Oh, <laughs> oh dear. No, really he didn't. Trying. Really <laughs> trying didn't now. Come out. He'd say, why don't you come help me with this? Come assist me with this, with this takedown of this, you know, this, uh, this, uh, evil Paris France. Paris France. <laughs> Paris France. Right. Um, 
And then she goes, then it's real quiet. And then she goes, it was just sex. And I went, ah! <laughs> you don't care. I, I don't care. Oh, God. You don't care. I don't care. Nobody cares. Oh, everybody no. cares. We all like, care. That they had sex. It ruined it. It ruined it. So uncomfortable, so disappointing, so unsettling, totally ruined that whole story for me. Thank God that it, that that story didn't bleed over into the killing joke portion of the movie. Right. So. And I, that's all I have for the Batgirl stuff. <laughs> I won't watch it again. I, I, when I watch the killing joke, I will skip the, ba- the Batgirl story because that sex ruined it so much You'll for me. You'll skip right ahead to, yep. yeah, when it starts. And so, I'll get to what should have been the killing joke. Right. I, I, I'll say, yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty much the same thing. I think we're, we're putting them on the same page here that, that, that whole Batgirl thing, the whole idea to put a 40 minute Batgirl story in there is, is totally cool to me because we want to get people invested into Barbara or invested into Bat, Batgirl. So, so for people who don't have that pre-existing knowledge of her, um, it's definitely cool to have a whole movie about her and, or a whole little section about her. Then it makes that scene very powerful, right? We, we really are upset when she's hurt. Um, but, but yeah, like the whole thing is thrown off. It makes the whole thing very uncomfortable when they try to, to shoehorn in the sex stuff. And because we know that relationship, because we know that Batman has a very, um, you know, leader and almost a father-like relationship with all of the, the Bat family or the mm-hmm. kids, you know, um, that, that is that relationship. Like that's what we all recognize. So to see them have this, sexually charged chemistry and then to fully go on and have sex like that it it was nothing but uncomfortable and i think for a lot of people like i know in the theater like a lot of people were like kind of like looking at each other and a lot of people were laughing like what like why is this happening and and we knew it was going to happen because we saw the little leak from comic-con and stuff so so i knew going into it that it was going to happen but there are some people who didn't and they were a little like what is this shit and then every time she would bring it up when she brought it up to her her friend when she said um it's just sex nobody cares we're we're all just laughing at her I think the intention was to make her look like this strong character who gets through this really emotional ordeal and still puts it together, but she didn't. She looked really weak. She looked like a little girl screaming for a man, and and that man like really Han Soloed her. And I was just like, I don't know that, right? Um, so so it was all just very uncomfortable. So that whole thing still works, right? It still does the same thing. If you don't put that stuff in there. So it's like that they only put it in there to slap us in the face with it. And the fact that Bruce Tim lets that kind of thing, like, I think he even was the one who said, like, oh, we really just want to, you know, we were doing Killing Joke. It's so controversial. We want to throw in more controversial stuff. Yeah. It, it was, it's kind of sickening because you are one of the reasons we love Batman the Animated Series so much, right? Like, you you are one of the reasons we know these relationships and know these characters, so he knows them well enough to know that that's a problem. And he didn't care. So that that bothers me. That definitely bothers me. Well, you, you know how disrespectful it is, in a way. Like, that, I guess that's how I see it. Um, when, when someone puts something in a movie purely to be controversial or purely to upset people, cause Bruce Tim knows. Right. 
I mean, he's a smart man. He knows that if he puts this in the movie, people aren't going to like it. There are not enough people in the world who are going to go, oh, okay, well, that's that, that's all right. That's fine. There are people who do that. I've talked to people who said, it's fine, didn't bother me, it's all right. Mm. But there are more people in this world who hate it than love it, I think. And, you know, one of the excuses I hear a lot for it is that, oh, it's just a little throwaway thing. That's the problem. It adds nothing. And yeah. the story still works. In fact, it works better if if you don't have that in there. So the whole scene when when Batman comes to see her in the hospital and stuff, that's emotional in that book and to us because of their relationship, because we know that he's like a daughter to her and he raised her in this crime fighting world and this is what happened to her. He almost like he allowed it, right? Um yeah. so so like we still get that that strength. Like there's there's so much in there. And even that whole Paris France thing, like, it's a cool story, right? Like that is a cool it's like an episode of the animated series about Batgirl, right? So yeah. it's it's very cool. It's like her coming across her own version of the Joker in a sense, or at least a relationship with someone that kind of mirrors that Batman Joker relationship. Right. Which I And gives gives her reason to get so emotionally invested and a reason to give up being Batgirl because she realized that she was almost crossing that line. Batman told her, you got to be careful not to cross. Right, the line that he always talks about, that, you know, the whole reason he can't kill Joker and stuff like that, or or won't, at least. I feel like that scene in the hospital would have been stronger if if the whole story beforehand had been Batgirl, uh, or Batman kind of fathering Batgirl. You know what I mean? Like being a parent to her. Like it's supposed to be. Right, exactly. So then now instead of it being him taking responsibility or him um, being upset because this kid that he's like uh, in a way helped raise uh, as Batgirl like is injured and hurt. Now it's this guy checking up on some ex-bitch that he banged. <laughs> some ex-lady you know? that he, he's sneaking in. Right? And it's yeah. a dick. I mean, he's a dick. He's a complete dick and an asshole for having sex with her. Yeah. And, and the way he treats her afterwards. Yeah, yeah that's, he gets the cold shoulder. Like, that's a real bitch move. Yeah. For him. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, it, it does work better with our, with our idea of it. And especially the fact that, you know, Gordon's like one of his best buddies, right? Like, yeah, as, he as just far banged as, his best friend's dog. <laughs> right. As far as best friends Batman can have. You know, he's definitely one of his closest allies, and yeah, he's going by on his back and banging his daughter, and now he's coming to see her, and, and, and that's the thing. That whole scene played out just like in the book. It's all about, like, you know, Barbara, I'm sorry, I can't believe this happened, and it immediately turns into, like, oh my god, you know, Gordon, you know, my dad's been taken. So that's, like, the kind of the whole point of that, like, they didn't allude to the relationship in that scene. So it's completely throwaway. There's no reason for it at all. That's that's why it bothers me so much. So so anyway, that's the whole first few minutes. It's fine. But then it gets to that point, the story ends and she does kind of say like, "Well, that that was that story, you know." And then um and then it kind of goes to black and then it opens up with the rain falling down. So you there's a very clear definition between that bad yeah. story, bad girl story and the beginning of killing joke. The killing joke. Um which from there on in, buddy, it's it, it, with a few minor little changes. It is the Killing Joke book, right? It's perfect. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, there's a few scenes, I guess, that are, but the way they do them are really cool, actually. But they're, they're, yeah. they don't jump off the page. But a lot of it does, though. Uh, a lot of the most important stuff, all the Joker speeches. 
they jump off the page and just the fact of what they did with it um, to make it look like the book and feel like it, it was, they really went out of their way. Uh, I think everything worked. Like there's nothing that I walked away going, oh, I don't know about that or, you know, oh, I guess that didn't work as well as I thought it would. Right. Like every, they made everything work and, and exactly what you said, the speeches, like the Joker speeches were excellent. The Batman speeches were excellent. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was watching, it was getting to watch the killing joke. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and the, the fact that it's those two delivering those lines, like, you know, they've waited their careers to deliver these lines. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hamill said, Mark Hamill has said, I'm done with the Joker, but I will come back if they do the killing joke. And I mean, earlier in the episode, we were saying how much we hate that DC always relies on Batman in their animated movies, but killing joke has been the one that we've always said. Like this is this is the Batman story. I have zero problems with them adapting. Yeah. Even though they've done so many, because right. it's such an excellent story. Yeah, they gotta do that story, and it's almost more for Joker even, um, because of how it is. You know, a very quintessential Joker story. Mm-hmm. Um, even even with the flashback stuff, you know, I think it's funny because you know that the whole book and the whole movie is him kind of remembering these these this origin right the which actually ended up you know kind of becoming like a go-to origin for people when they think about the joker yeah. so um which is cool because it's this very it's this really intense story right you know he's it's it's kind of sad like you really feel bad for him it's really sad yeah, and when he does the voice of of of, of the guy you know um like of the comedian, like, and he's not the Joker yet, but it's him doing the voice. Like he's yeah. so meek, and and you do feel really bad for him. It's like I, I think they played that so good. But yeah. I, I love the fact that that's like that's one of those things. Like even though that is the one story they tell in that book, at the end of the book and at the end of the movie, he he straight up says like, you know, sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes I remember it another way. Like there are no. There's no definite origin to the Joker. Yeah, if I'm gonna have a if I'm gonna have a backstory, I'd prefer it to be multiple choice. Right, which is uh, to me like w- when I talk about how much I love the Joker, that's the line that I always use, and it's been it's before the movie came out, before you know, before that, it's always been about that Killing Joke line about the about the multiple choice, and I think that that's uh, like they even did it in Dark Knight, where you know the, they kind of adapted it to every time he tells somebody about his scars, it's a little it's different. a different story. Yeah, so that that even and they pulled that out of there. Um, it's it's a great concept for the Joker. That I mean, there there certainly are people who will say, "Oh, I want to know his history. I want to know his backstory." But I'd say most people who are fans of the character now mm-hmm. will say, "I don't want to know where he came from." Right. Like I like this multiple choice thing. It's super fun to kind of look at what could have happened. But I don't want an exact answer. You remember when after uh, Rebirth or at the end of that Justice League story when they got into Rebirth? Um, some guy, Scott Snyder or someone, I don't remember who, said, um, we're going to answer the question as to who the Joker is. And and both of us were like, why? Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, Just that's their plan for he's the perfect as stuff. is. Yeah. So the the killing joke is, is great. I feel like um, people who don't have that kind of knowledge of the Joker, which, I mean, they probably aren't watching the movie, but let's say hypothetically speaking, they don't really know much about the Joker, are going to watch that movie and think, oh, that's his definitive origin. And that's fine. I mean, if the, if the, if someone's going to settle on a definitive origin for him in their heads, that's a that's a perfect story to be content with. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the, the most commonly, 
adapted storyline. Yeah. But um but yeah, no, I agree, man. Like I, I do like seeing stories, like I don't mind seeing stuff that's like these hypothetical things, or even just like they do it in that book and then in that movie where it's like Joker is thinking about this story. But um but that but that's the thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely one of those people who do not want to to for there to be a definitive this is the answer to what the Joker's name is and what the Joker went through before he became the Joker. Um, which is why, why it becomes such a problem with like seeing an origin on like Gotham or something like that, because we yeah. don't want to see a concrete evidence of anything. It's all just about what he says and what he tells people and even what he might believe that day. So yeah. that's, that's kind of like the biggest testament to Joker. And that's why this book just captures Joker so perfectly. Um, they did, and some... the, the movie did a great job of, oh, yeah. of translating his backstory, yeah, and kind of his insanity. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I really liked like some of the things they changed. Like I like you, you saw like some scenes happen from a different point of view, but they mm-hmm. still happen the same. Like I remember the um, the cops like bust into the bar the same night he first meets up with those thugs, and I think in the book it's like a couple days later. Um, but you go out like he um. I can't remember which way, but it's vice versa. But um, in, in one, I think it's in the book. You see the cops talking to him, and they they say like, "This is what happened. Your your this is how your wife died. Maybe you should sit here and have a drink." But I think in the movie, he he just goes and talks to them, and then he comes back and says what they told him. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. Like you see like a different perspective of what you saw in the book. So it's not exactly like it is on the page, but it is exactly that story. So yeah, a lot of things they did like that were really, I definitely like that more that he came back and sat down and was all depressed. Yeah. Um, and, and telling them about it. I, th- I feel like it's really, it's, uh, it's funny because those guys sound really like they're bummed out for him. Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, Oh, that really sucks, right. buddy. I like how they keep calling him Buddy. Buddy, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that really sucks, Buddy. Like that, oh, that, that, you know what? Stay here, get a couple of drinks, go home, get some rest. We'll meet you back here later. We'll see you later on tonight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when we perform that heist. <laughs> right. And then all, and it's a very quick turn, like, hey, look, we don't think anybody who backs out is going to be healthy. So. So, <laughs> you need to keep doing this. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of the scenes, man, they, they really did, I mean, it was really, it really was the killing joke. It was almost perfect after that blackout, or after yeah. that mid, mid era scene, so. How'd you feel the joke translated? Yeah, I think it was good, man. I think that the way they played it was perfect too. They, they pretty much took out all the sound in the movie except for the dialogue. And I think that that's really important because the, so the way I've always interpreted the end is it is, I feel like it's the one quiet, peaceful moment that the two of them enjoy together. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they're realizing the absurdity of their situation. And that's kind of like the whole point of killing joke is like the absurdity of reality. So that's, that, that's why I think that that's like, that that's supposed to be just this one quiet little moment. So to take away all the sound and just have them tell this joke to each other and then start laughing together, that's that's that that's exactly how I wanted to see it played out. I didn't want to yeah. just take them take a stance on the whole did he or did he not kill him in the end. I they definitely left it ambiguous, and yeah. that's how it was in the comics. They left a couple of things ambiguous, like even the joke could be interpreted so many different ways. Like you could say it's got no relevance to their story whatsoever you could say that one of them is the is the patient 
you know, what once the patient that made it, once the patient that's unwilling to to cross. Like I've heard a lot of people post different theories, yeah, as to what it represents and what it means, and I think that's so cool. Oh yeah, to do that. I think that's why maybe he says it reminds me of a joke, right? And so I think it's, I think it reminds him of it because it's kind of like. You know, the whole time he talks about, like, Batman is not stable, right? He is a crazy guy. Yeah. So when he says, you know, let me help you, let me let me make you a better person, and he says, like, no, it's too late, I think he's also saying, like, look, dude, you can't help me. You are just as fucked up as I am, but in a different way. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, what, like, what he's saying, too. Like, we're both crazy, and I'm not going to trust you because you're crazy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different interpretations of that joke, but I guess that's what I have always thought about it. Um, and I love the fact that they just laugh together. The one thing I would have changed about the ending is in the book, they laugh together and then the laughing ends and it kind of starts zooming in on the ground with the, the reflections and it's raining mm-hmm. and stuff. And the last thing you hear is the sirens coming to pick him up. Um, so I wish it would have ended with like the rain falling and like just a little faint, like police car noise, you know, I think that would have been the only thing I would have added in there. Well, you did hear the sirens at one point. Yeah. They just don't fade out with the yeah, sirens. They don't, it's not the last thing you hear. Yeah. You, and, I think you hear it before he starts telling the joke. And with the joke, yeah, yeah, you hear it before the joke. With the joke, when it, the, the way I've kind of always seen it is that, um, you know, obviously Joker and Batman are both the, the, the patients that have escaped, right? And Joker thinks that Batman's stupid and crazy for not just joining him in insanity. So that's right. kind of how I see it is the Joker's the patient who made it across, right? And he's leaving the insane asylum and going out to like the the freedom, right? It's freedom of accepting insanity. Right. In a way. And so he's saying, "Come on Batman, just be crazy with me." Yeah. Um and Batman's saying, "No, that no. That's like I'm not I'm definitely not risking that." Yeah. But he's doing it for a crazy reason, right? He's doing right. it because of his own insanity. Right. He's um, doing it because he doesn't you know, he doesn't trust Joker, or he thinks Joker's crazier than he is or you know, for whatever reason. But I always like that that's what I felt is that I mean, Joker certainly sees or at least I interpret Joker seeing insanity as like as freedom. It's freedom, yeah. I mean, that's his whole speech to Gordon in in the middle. Yeah. You know, when everything gets too hard, you always have insanity to turn to. But that's what's so great about this story is you can have those different, those different interpretations of what means what. That's because that's because it's written by an amazing writer. (laughs) So I think that's the intention too. So yeah. So overall, buddy, what, what would you say overall as a movie, the whole thing? What would you give it? What'd you say? Oh man. Um, two laughing fish up. Excellent. <laughs> two laughing fish up out of a possible. Uh, two laughing fish. Two out of two. two. No, oh, no, two and a half. Fun. Two, two laughing fish and one fish head with a smile. Out of a possible two laughing fish. Or how about two, two laughing fish and one upside down piranha? All right, fair enough. That's a good, yeah, yeah. There's a, good, a little animated series reference for you. Buddy. I'm going to say that that I think the last 40 minutes um, is probably the best animated movie DC's done. Yeah, like right up there with Red Hood. Yeah, um, we both would have been happy if it was better. just a 40 minute. If it was movie. just a 40 yeah. minute movie, I would have been happy. But the Barbara Gordon stuff totally throws it off for me. I I don't know that I'd even recommend it to people unless I said you can skip over the Batgirl stuff because <laughs> it's you know it's really uncomfortable. It's it's, it's really uncomfortable. 
<laughs> so a, as a movie as a whole, buddy, I got I gotta say I'm disappointed oh, in the no, movie. Buddy. In the movie, the 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 killing joke stuff is perfect yeah. and it's great, and I will watch that repeatedly. Yeah. But as a movie overall, I think they totally dropped the ball. They failed. I think they totally screwed up with the sex with Batgirl. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm real disappointed. I'm real disappointed that we've been waiting for this movie this long. They know how long people have been waiting for this movie. Right. And they still decided to fuck it up. And maybe it's because they thought, well, they'll be mad at first, but then we're gonna do this perfectly. <laughs> and you know, then, it, oh, then like they'll be- they're trying fun. to trick us. Yeah, they're trying to fool us. Um, so, so yeah, I'm totally with you there, buddy. One, one thing I did want to talk about, because we haven't talked about it yet, though, was how awesome the musical number turned out to be. Oh, that was great. Yeah, because that, that <laughs> kind of really thing cute. has the possibility to be really campy and kind of ruin the moment. But, mm. you know, on the page, it's just him, you know, it's just the words to the song. So you don't really know how it's playing out. But the way they made it look, like, they made it look just like the panels with him kind of dancing on the screens around Gordon and stuff. Yeah. But um, Mark Hamill's such a good singer, right? It sounded <laughs> so cool. He was so good at that, doing that Joker scene. He did, he did a great job as as the Joker singing that song. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he's a great singer, but I don't I don't expect Joker to be a great singer. Right. Uh, I but it was, I was definitely sold on it. I really, really enjoyed it. I really like when he sings in the, I think in, was it in Arkham Knight that he sings this song to? He sings a song for, to Batman. I don't remember. You know, I, I'm still making my way through yeah. it. I haven't played And before that, I, be I haven't that. played it like a year and a half or yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I really like how that played out. And then, like, that, the scene with the pictures and stuff. Like, they, they did that perfectly. So yeah, good. Right. Um, totally. So anyway, buddy, you got a rating? You want to give it a scale rating? No, I don't like, no, I don't like to do that. I just like to say I'm disappointed. I always try to throw out some random nonsensical rating, and then yeah, you always I, no. try to say, out of how many of those things? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's never so specific. It's just yeah, it's a number. good bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> If we were trying to translate that bit onto a t-shirt, it wouldn't work, because it's always different. Like the Joker's... Oh, like the Joker's origin! Oh, oh buddy. buddy. Uh-oh. You, you really tied it in there. Well, I think that's it for our Batman episode. Um, God, man. It sucks when you do something like this. There, There's just so many cool things we wish we could talk about. Yeah, uh, about we Batman. Have, we don't have definitely don't have all the time in the world to do that. There's so much more to go over. Yeah. Um, Can you tell me just one favorite thing, one final favorite word about Batman for you? Just a, a, a one favorite thing. Batman is the boss. Just the boss, right? He's the boss. He's just so boss. You know yeah. what I really like, buddy? I really like that Batman is like one of the only superheroes who has that reverse identity thing. Where every other superhero is that guy, but then they also are the superhero. Whereas Batman, he is Batman. Bruce Wayne is this fake character. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's the secret I or Bruce Wayne is the is is the person in the in the mask. Bruce Wayne is the mask. Batman's the real Definitely face. Definitely the costume. I just think that that is such a cool concept. Yeah. Um and that always plays out in media too. So that's it's obviously very present and and affects a lot of people. So I think that's a cool thing, buddy. But yeah, um Yeah, I agree. I think that's it's it's rare. Yeah. It's rare. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's very cool. All right, pal. We, we got to talk about Batman, so that's fine. We talked about Killing Joke. That was really the point of this. Uh, we talked <laughs> more about Joker, I feel like, than we did about Batman, but that's fine because I love the Joker. Um, yeah. So, great. so we'll uh, we'll start wrapping it up. But we want to say, you know, thanks for for joining us on another great episode, another class, another excellent, another fun-filled edition incarnation to the Just Two Pals series of stories. Guys, you say stuff in there. Really appreciate you guys uh, joining us. Um, definitely, if you want, to, you know, if you want some uh, some some topics, if you want to throw some topics to talk about, um, definitely hit us up on Twitter at Just Two Pals. Uh, you can reach me personally you, at Johnny Wellens. Make sure you get that two in there. Um, oh, yeah, so some things. Maybe you could tell us some of your favorite storylines, some of your favorite comics. Maybe Johnny will find one that he would like to read if you suggest it. And maybe I haven't read one of them and will, but I doubt that. I've read all of them. I doubt that. <laughs> I've read them all, buddy. I'm already ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, you can find me though. If you want to just talk to me personally, you don't, you want, you want to talk bad about Johnny or something. You don't want him to hear, hurt his feelings. Why don't you hit me up at, uh, matches 1047, which buddy, that's a whole Batman thing right there. That is a whole Batman thing. Yeah, do you, do you, you know don't what know. Things are? Yeah, Batman's real name is Matches. No. Batman <laughs> lights his cigars with matches. Nope. You know. Batman uses match.com. Oh, yes, that actually is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, buddy, is is his secret identity in the underground and the, the it's Matches Malone. Matches Malone, he always Matches used to... Malone in ten forty seven. That would be the time that the Waynes died pre New Fifty. Yeah, unless you're in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. yeah, unless you want to fuck Stupid. things up. Unless you want to ruin everything. So yeah, yeah. Randy's Matches ten forty seven. I'm at Johnny Wellens. Hit us up on Twitter. Just two pals with the number two. Yeah. Um, you can find us on AtomicKeekdom.com, where you can also listen to the other great podcasts. Uh, from the other members there, you get the Atomic Geekdom. Um, Randy and I appear on the Geek Out sometimes. Oh, you can get stuff. Two Broke Geeks. Um, those guys and, are classic. Uh, those guys are <laughs> super great. And then, How about uh, Ringside Geeks, buddy? Yeah, they also new started classic. up a wrestling one called Ringside Geeks. A new classic. Yeah, yeah. New <laughs> definitely, they're all classics. <clears throat> yeah, they're all and, kinds uh, of classics. You can find our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And next week, who knows what we're going to talk about. I don't There's know. no telling, buddy. But we'll see. Oh, uh, wait. We'll probably talk Suicide Squad, buddy. Probably not. Probably but not. Everyone's going to be talking Suicide Squad. We're going to talk about Care Bears. Care Bears Reanimated. Yeah, the, yeah, the Care Bears about. stare. Have you heard about that? The Care Bears Reanimated, where they're all badass yeah, Care Bears? I talk about it. <laughs> it's not a real thing, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, all right, buddy. Let's let's play them out of here. How, how sh- oh, buddy. I got it. I got it. I want, we're both gonna do a real crazy Joker laugh over each other. And that's how we'll end it. Alright. You ready? So, we're not, we're just gonna do it together. Ready? Let's do it. Yeah, no, already. Alright.